Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Clipping Point. This is Captain Ben, and uh, joining me, I have Mr. It's <laughs> 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 Tim Murphy and his brother, Paul Murphy. Man. Wait, hang on. I got a oh, thing going on. What? Hang oh, on. Okay. Yeah, what don't worry about it. it, it what thing? Yeah, I'll show you afterwards. Oh. But oh, there, there goes Paul Murphy right there. Oh. Yeah, there he show is. Show your thing afterwards. Oh, uh, what's? I don't want to see the thing. Okay. All right. So uh, before we get started, actually, uh, our uh, special guest is running a little behind, so we're going to move on to some other things. Just fashionably and, uh, late. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can relate. We can relate. Uh, yeah. yeah. Come on. But... I do want to mention that uh, there's still 11 spots available left for the uh, Clutch Kickers $100,000 Drift Series to Season 3 taking place at the Freedom Factory. So if any drivers are still debating or on the fence about joining, it is your opportunity still is available. You know what? He may be an avid watcher and knows that we're always like 30 minutes late and just assuming that we're going to be 30 minutes late. Or he is an hour behind us. Oh, right. <laughs> Did we clarify the East? I, I put EDT. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. EDT? Okay. EDT. Do you know Eastern Daylight Time? Eastern Daylight Time. I never heard. EST, Eastern Standard Time, but right. I never heard East, EDT. Well, he's more correct because we are on Daylight Time. Okay. Anyhow. Freaking guy. So, yes. So, as you what, what, 20, what's 20, what? 11 more spots, you said? 11 more spots. For what? For the Clutch Kickers $100,000 Season 3. Season 3 of the Clutch Kickers right. $100,000 Drift Series. Correct. Hang out with Steve-O. Makes me want to You got to step voice. your game up. Yeah. I do. But He's I, definitely got that radio announcer oh, voice. Oh, he does. He's got a great voice. I'm just yeah. like, man. It's, it's uh, he's got to speak with. jealous. You got to enunciate. I got to enunciate. I got to talk a little slower. And maybe I'll come up with a different voice. You got to come, yeah. You think you should? Announcer voice. You think yeah. I should? I don't know. No, I was talking to Ben. He said, no, that's just too fake. Yeah, you have to do something. You got to talk to him. How do you do this? Now, he practiced his voice. That's what I'm saying. doing it for so long. Oh, yeah. we're getting off topic here. So go ahead. Clutch kickers. That's fine. Only 11, Le- pe- 11 people left to fill the spots. I'm sure somebody will fill those spots. Maybe somebody's yeah, a little on the don't. edge. They have 69 drivers currently, correct? 69 drivers? No. That's a nice number. They do, right? I think you no, know. not how could, they have sixty spots. They have eleven spots left. Okay, so do the math. They have sixty Make. spots left. <laughs> so it's, it'll be fifty fifty nine. No, <laughs> you said they have sixty spots. Do the and they have eleven left. Fifty nine. You said they have sixty spots. You said they have sixty spots and they have eleven. Oh my god! So you eleven see? minus sixty will be forty nine. <laughs> Sorry. There we go. <laughs> if, I, if I recall, it's 80 spots total. 80 spots total? Okay. 80, 80 spots total. Oh. And then. Wow. So 80. maybe it is 59. So, yeah, you look like the big jerk now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> See how confident he overconfidences me. Oh, I, 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 I can like, bully it's him. It's not the with, first time. I, I, still, can, I still remember the 20 feet conversation. That was right, though. I was right about that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yo, because. Uh, what? So it was a rule change in. Clutch kickers. No, it's not. Oh, okay. Right. Anyways, so yeah, so like you're saying, there's there, so there is 69 spots currently taken with 11 spots available, making a grand total of 80. Correct. If it fills out, but six, that's 80 drivers. Mm. Yeah. So, um, well, let me actually. You know what? Let me just get this other uh, piece of news out of the way, and want to mention that. 
the uh, there's hotel accommodations too available. So make sure to go to the Clutch Shakers website. Or if not, if you've been following them on the social media channels, you've probably come across this where they're providing a discount uh, for people that are traveling over to the Freedom Factory area. As you can see here, they get 20% off hotels close to the track. So that's good. Now, I wonder which one of these is going to be the host of the after party. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's a more important question. But, so, but none of them are by the year. Uh, Wait, by the, uh, those are all the same thing. Really? It, well, uh, three of them are. Yeah, actually, yeah, three right? of them are. Well, well no, Wait, they're no, no. Well, oh, they're all by Hilton. Homewood Suites, Yard, uh, Hampton. And so now they're all different. Um, they're all by the Hilton, though? Yeah, okay. they're probably all. Well, no, one's Marriott. Marriott, Marriott yeah, yeah. and then three are owned by Hilton. But anyways, huh. go ahead, Ben. Those are the four hotels that they have. Do they? Do you have rates? Do, do you know what rates are? <laughs> you see, I Lakewood mean, Land Rancheree. Rancheree. That's fine. Well, on the second one. Mm-hmm. That was funny. Yeah, I'm glad you think it's funny. I, I think it's hilarious. I mean, I mean uh, should we click on the rates? Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, let's, let's, let's just take a look. let's just do a dive. Luxurious is oh wait. One night stand starting tonight <laughs> for one night. Really? Oh, okay. So that's the thing I've noticed. I've been traveling a lot for work this year, more than I ever ever have, and I've noticed for some reason in that area, hotels tend to be like almost double the price of most everywhere else I go. Well, they're preparing for clutch kickers. No, it, it it doesn't. There's it's just in general. It's there's no. It doesn't matter if it's a holiday, a weekday, or what. It's just generally more expensive around that area. Like even compared to Tampa. Yeah. See, look. $271 yeah. a night. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty expensive. Yeah. I know. And that's the clutch kickers well, rate. I would get the, this is the clutch kickers rate. Oh, yeah. wow. Right. It says, holy cow. Right there. Yeah. We're showing their flushes. I'm rate. telling you, like they're just more expensive. Is that the, that is that the whole, maybe that's My the whole advice anybody that's playing on well, prices is per to change book, per, book, yeah, book your room in advance because the closer you get to the, the well, I guess they yeah. locked in the rates, so that's good. Sleep in the car. <laughs> <laughs> what, well, do they allow camping? Don't book a room. Uh, at the track? Yeah. I think so. Oh, so that might be the option. I think that, uh, Zach discussed that already. Yeah, that'd probably be a bit, some good option. Don't uh, take showers, sleep, one, in, sleep well, in the hotel. You could, you know what we could do is you could just get a bunch of people to you know, split the hotel and everybody can go back there and take showers. You know, yeah, I guess. they're getting cleaned up. Take oh, a what the heck? Back. Where do you? Oh, gosh. You yeah. can just go to a gym yeah, for that. Let's go back to the clutch kickers. Let's try the Hampton Inn. <laughs> We're doing this for you guys, just so you guys can. Yeah, so you guys Wait, can I did that one already. This is all Hilton. No, no, you didn't do this one. This is a different one. Different one? Oh, yeah, okay. Just all right. Special uh, rate. Edit, edit stay. Okay. And 20, 29 to, to the second. Yeah. Which I don't know if anybody's going to stay like that, but yeah. Right. Those are a little cheaper. A little cheaper, yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. It looks nicer. Looking. We should do a hotel review. We Forget car reviews. Oh, yeah, we should yeah, do hotel yeah. review. Hotel review. Yes. Probably Ben's, get more followers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this bed looks pretty comfy. That's interesting. Well, right. so there you go. You guys can check out the hotels now. You really should be booking your hotel now. As, as soon as possible. And like I said, I would just go ahead and reserve your rooms for the rest of the season if you're playing. If you're driving, obviously you want to do that. But what's great about it for us is we don't have really have to stay that extra night, right? Because now we're only like, what's two and a half hours, three hours away, drive away? It's like right. four hours. Yeah. Right. So it's not too bad. Good drive home, yeah. 
We could, yeah, yeah we could. We Definitely. could. We could drive up the day early morning, the day oh, of the first uh, I don't event. Know about that, no, don't know same. Could, but well, we don't have to leave. In early in the morning on Friday, yeah, no, drive all we day. And we can yeah, leave yeah. Friday afternoon. That is definitely nicer. You know, check in hotel and yeah. then be up nice and early at the track. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? You think uh, eighty drivers are going to sign up? No, or, but know. it's already crazy as is with sixty nine. Right. So I, I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think they'll probably get another like two or three drivers, maybe a last minute. Right. But. Um, I don't know. Are we taking bets on this? <laughs> you did. You thought it was. You did. He did think it was nine thirty his time. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah. He said sorry. He'll be on ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I just sent him that thing. So yeah, yeah. I, I had a feeling. Yeah. He's, right. he's still in Florida, right? Because that's how crazy would weird about Florida, right? Especially going to Clutch Kickers because he lives. Does he live in Holt or he lives in? Um, I think Long Dustin. Beach? Dustin. The same general yeah, area. Same general area. So he is that one hour. Um, it's so weird. It's like you're barely one hour behind us, you know. Exactly, exactly. It's, so yeah, I messaged him. I'm like, hey, just let you know, you know, we just went live. Join when you can. And he's like, oh snap! What do we? Oh snap! It's nine forty your time. <laughs> Give me ten minutes. I'll be on. <laughs> uh, so anyway, no, it's good we got this out of the way though. So you have the hotels, and there are still spots left. Can open. you go to this? Like, who's the registered drivers? Or no? Oh sure. Oh yeah. Let's let's go over. I want to go over. Uh, That'll lead well into when he gets able to be on here. Yeah. Oh, also, I do um, can't forget to mention that uh, tickets are still available for spectators to go out and purchase. Make sure to purchase it ahead of time. What about the and what then, about the live stream? Is that cut off? Is there a cutoff date on that? Oh, I don't think so. Good question, though. Yeah. I, I would probably look in. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. But and if you can't make it, make sure to uh, check out the Cletus's website. Uh, it's going to be uh, broadcasted on his platform. And it's going to be FYI if you haven't heard the news pay by now. Per view. Pay per view. So yeah. uh, make sure to keep that in mind. Yeah. If you don't know, you know. Now you know. Um, now you'll have to so, be. Now you have to pay to listen to our horrible voices. <laughs> <laughs> we win. You can always mute it and, and put something else on, but you're going to miss all uh, just valuable information. You know, you're, you're going to miss right. a lot. Uh, don't know about that, but okay, cool. Let's Zach go. Calvin. Let's yeah. start at the top. We got oh, we Nick Ward, Ryan Kaufman, Brandon McDowell. Brandon McDowell just took first place at the US, the first round of the U.S. Drift Circuit uh, Pro-Am Series. Brandon Whitnick, Taylor Hall, Brett Collins. Brett Collins was there. Unfortunately, Brett Collins seemed to take himself out of competition. He kind of defeated himself. Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah. He threw too much angle, and it wasn't anything that um, – it wasn't a major correction, but it was – well, actually, it was a major correction. Cause oh, really? I, I, didn't, I didn't see him run. Right. run. Yeah. He was doing good. He just kind of took himself out. Uh, ben Julian uh, Zendara, Zendara Kennedy, which is a new driver. Lucas Torno has been out there before. Yeah, Kenny Geringer. Yeah. I think um, has he been there before? I don't think so. I think so. Max Giardo. Uh, I think he's new. I think he's new. Adam Michael Elsie. Michael Elsie. Yeah. Oh, oh, you, oh, there's Adam Elsie right yeah, there. Adam Elsie, Michael Elsie, Taylor Ray, uh, Josiah Felice, Connor O'Sullivan. Oh, I talked to Connor also. Um, yeah. Dirk Stratton. John Wyndham and Colt Wyndham, I'm assuming they're brothers. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, they registered probably close together, so I'm assuming. Uh, Bradley St. Germain, I spoke to him as well. Colette Davis is back at her. I wonder if you know, she's going to be in her vet. I assume so. so. Nice. I wonder, if she has she done anything to her? I haven't really. She would need something to do something to it, I would assume, because it was pretty grippy at uh, Clutch Kickers, I yeah. can imagine. So we'll see how that works. Brian, I'm assuming she'd do something to it. Oh, Brad St. No, I already said that. Colette Davis, Jaden Martirana. Oh, I didn't realize he entered the season. 
Oh, that's so, uh, that's, that's uh, one, yeah, Jay yeah. the Drifter, right? Yeah, I wonder when his birthday is because I know he's thirteen now. He'll so always be thirteen. He'll always be thirteen. So um, um, he did Wise. a really good job competing in, in U.S. Drift Circuit. He gave everybody a run for the money in his Corvette. And, he and Jake was that Jake Wise? Yeah, it looks like he's from Texas. Mm-hmm. Brian Bochia. Am I saying yeah, that right? Man. He's on a oh, he's on a G35. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't see Benny. Bacchia? Huh? Bacchia? Bacchia? Or Bacchia? I mean, it depends where he's from. We got to yeah. check with him. Yeah. What his nationality is? Uh, Rafael, Rafael Adamas? Yeah, that's that Adamas Adamas guy. Yeah. Ever and then George Thomas, Monster uh, Performance. Ethan Lee Hodges. Yearwood, that was con- some controversy there this last week. Lee Yearwood's not there, buddy. Ethan no, Hodges. No, but I'm saying this is part Whoa, 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 whoa. You're going away. What are you talking about? I'm right yeah. there. Ethan Hodges. Jackson Orr. Oh. Jackson Orr. Oh, oh. Jackson or who? Oh, Jackson Orr. Yeah. Jonathan Naren. Jonathan Naren. Good. Yeah. Mike Pollard, Nate Hamilton, Alec Hunnadale, which is going to be our guest tonight. Kelsey Rawlings, Eric Conkling, Lee Yearwood, Reese Merritt. Oh, Eric Conkling is going to compete? Yeah. That's well, he competed last last season, but yeah. he's actually in it for the whole season this time. So uh, Steve Bertstrong, right. Ryan, Ryan Acevedo. What, you know, they, they had his name as... Samuel. Samuel, but the, he didn't say anything about it. So. He, well, yes, he, he did. He told us. Well, he told us. He's like, yeah. He goes. He goes. I go by my middle name, and that's his first name. Oh, Samuel is his, his first, first name. name. Oh. But I mean, I don't know why they put his name. They should have changed that. Like, cause, correct. But yeah. yeah it was Ryan Acevedo, um, Davy Peoples, right? Joseph Love. Joseph Love was, was out there in, in Naren's car. Yeah. Or some people said it wasn't actually Naren's car. It was his like his practice car or his. Carter was, they said, I don't know. It was weird. I got conflicting reports on that. Cletus McFarlane, um, Sebastian. Wait, hang on. Before you move on, I think at this point is the 40 driver cutoff. Right. Because Cletus is the, that's the top, those top ones are in it for the championship. Correct. So move on. Who's Gathier? Sebastian. Yeah, I'm about to call him. Make sure I pronounce his name right. And then, oh, really? Yeah, Hurt. Hurt. I didn't know Hurt was driving. Yeah. Oh, is he going to drive his his He's drive an R32? No, R32. Oh, yeah, so he is. Look at that. Josiah Luby. That's actually uh, Kevin Lawrence's R32. old R32. Ah, uh, the one he that he bought competed with. He bought it from him? I don't or know. As far using. as I know, that was always an Njuku car. Oh, it is an Njuku car? That is, uh, yeah, it is an Njuku car. Um, oh, interesting. Matt Shulman. You know, we saw Matt Shulman at the. He was just testing his car, supposedly. His car. Supposedly, I don't know. Yeah, I, didn't even, I didn't see it run. But I, I look forward to seeing Matt Shulman. We, are we going to get him on? I think we're supposed to get him on sooner or later, right? He, he's on the dock. He's on the dock. He's on the list. Brian Sturman, new power plant. Love his E30, right? It's like, I can't even, I don't even like watching his channel because then I get all jealous. <laughs> um, then you Miles have Miles Flick. Flick. Miles Flick. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Right. I, yeah. I haven't really looked at this list. Yeah, Miles Flick Miles is there. Wasn't he the one that he had a Cressida, Cressida yeah. back yeah. in the day? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I remember. All right. Yeah, Miles Flick. Yeah, a while back. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, like definitely. Gainesville. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't. Is that. Oh, wait. Hang on. What? Our guest is connecting. Oh, connecting? <laughs> yeah. So okay, we're so going to put a can... pause on the list and hang on. Let's just mute him for a moment so that way he gets himself settled. And let me get work out some stuff over here. Boom. Right there. Oh, Duarte's on there. Sean Booth. Oh, Sean Booth's not in for the season. That's. Zach no, Calvin. All right, we're mm. gonna get this. Wait, hang on. Uh, just a moment. There we go. Okay, he's there on that display. All right. Uh, wait, is he? No. Okay, he's off. All can right. you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? 
Yes, we can. Yeah, yeah I got. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do it proper. Oh, well, yeah, of course Ben's you're gonna announce you. Yeah, that's right. Oh, God, sorry. Oh, actually, you know, you know what? You're the main guy. I'm Go not ahead the main guy. You're the main guy. Oh, what are you talking about? You're people are gonna be listening to your voice. Oh, you got to practice yeah. for yeah, when he's gonna practice. So I, I got a chance to uh, live stream with somebody who had a better voice than me. So I'm gonna practice my deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody, welcome, Alec Honnadale. Hello. All right, there we go. We, you know, I had a feeling something was going on because, like, I was like, I wonder if he realizes that you know we're both in Florida, but that we're actually on the other time time side of uh, Florida, right? And then I loved your reply. Oh snap! Yeah. <laughs> so it changes, I think, once you get to Tallahassee. Yeah, just yeah. like in between you and Tallahassee. So you're in where out of Destin? Or are you Fort Walton? Uh, we're in Destin. Oh, you are in Destin. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you're not in Santa Rosa, California. Uh, no. That was my brother's fault. He's, I didn't say that. No, you skipped, you screwed up the whole <laughs> oh, list that one time. And then, and then like, like I announced him. You said he was from Santa Rosa, California. Because that's what was next to his name. Oh, and then you see his face like, what? Like, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you're from California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, thank you for joining us. We're so happy to have you. Uh, for those that don't know, Alec Honnadale is the current champion of Clutch Kickers. And he's going to be going back at it again this year. So, Alec, how's it been in this offseason? Uh, real quick before we get started, I can't see y'all. So, is that fine? Can you see me? Yeah, we can see you. We can see okay. you. Yeah, don't worry about us. We're good. Oh, man, I want to see <laughs> Not much to look at, my friend. Not much to look at. <laughs> no, it's been good. It's just, I mean, been busy working with my dad, um, trying to get this damn 350Z going. Uh, I had full lock, completely busy the whole off season. It's just, it's been tough getting parts. Yeah. Uh, it, it won't be ready for round one. Um, hopefully round two. And then the S14s really just need like a quick refresh and it should be good. I hope. Uh, but we're excited for the new Freedom Factory. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. So you will be in the 350C? Uh, round two. Okay. 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 All right. Good deal. So S14 round one. All right, so okay. so you're gonna give people a little taste. Uh, I was telling them earlier before we start. I've been calling all the drivers, asking questions, trying to get a little more background on some of the drivers that I haven't really had opportunity to like interview previously, or just some people I don't really know because they live far away, um, or we haven't had them on the show. And one of my questions, and I'm gonna ask you this too later on, or you can answer it now if you want. Is there any driver that you look forward to battling against, or a driver that maybe you just have always wanted to drive with and I would probably list. huh that's on the list that's on that's one of my questions and and you were probably I would say like 70 or 80% of drivers I talked to so far all they all name you buddy well I appreciate <laughs> that that that's awesome that's very heartwarming uh yeah well <laughs> I mean, some are just like, I want to take them out. And some people yeah. are just like, oh, <laughs> oh, I, I got the target on my back, but it's okay. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. like I'm excited to drive with everybody. Um, I wouldn't say there's like one driver in particular that I'm just like, that's the one, you know, um, there's so many different guys with so many different kind of cars and levels. And, you know, I just, as long as we, we get a good lead run, I'm excited to run with them. Like as far as following. Um, so, I mean, I throw down with anybody. So I really don't have any favorites out there. Um, I do think once I bring out the Z, since I did show that it's going to be that like cherry red, I do think having a battle with Brandon McDowell would be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I think our cars will look pretty similar. Um, obviously, he's a good driver. So I think that'd be pretty fun. 
Yeah, Brandon McDowell actually just took first place at the first round of the uh, program. Yeah, and he was killing it. I mean, he, yeah, he's always I mean, consistent. You can't ride so. that wall much better than he did. No, no, that was that was a that was an FD run right there. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, so you're gonna start off in the S14, right? Yeah. And um, that's gonna be interesting. Have you ever slid the Freedom Factory? No, I've only seen videos of it. I've never been there. Um, it looks like a lot of fun. I can't tell if that bank's like how what the how steep it is. You know, it doesn't look like super steep. So I think that would be nice for the lower ho- lower horsepower cars. Mm-hmm. Um, the infield, I heard there's a uh, like a pavement change, which is kind of like how Orlando is. So I mean, it's not ideal, but it's not super hard to get used to. Um, and I do like the different layouts that they're running. I like bringing out the 14, honestly, for the first one, even if we had the Z ready, just because it, it is a bank. Um, yeah. So it's easier to run in a car that you know. And then once they go to the infield, I think that'll be a good kind of learning curve for the for the Z. Yeah. Yeah. The infield is actually supposed to be pretty slip, uh, slippery uh, wherever the concrete is. So, yeah, yeah a lot of people it, said you're basically off throttle. Yeah. And it looked like there's like a hump. You know, like right. there, there's definitely kind of, I wouldn't say a, a jump, but it was definitely pretty noticeable. Mm-hmm. Significant. Yeah. A little, little, um, up and down, what they call whoop-de-doos. Yeah. <laughs> <real whoops. laughs> yeah. Um, let me ask you something. How long have you been drifting for? Uh, I started in 2000 and like mid 2011. It's about okay. 10 and a half years. No. Yeah. 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 About that. Yeah. About that. All right, good deal. And then, and um, you, what did you come from? You came from. You were competing in another form of sport before uh, drifting, correct? Yeah. So actually, I came from like a whole motor. My whole, all my family were into motorsports. Um, so it started off with motocross because my uncle, back in the eighties, I don't know if you follow motocross, but he raced against like Bob Hanna and all those big names back then. Oh, um, okay. And then my mom barrel raced horses. And then my oh, dad wow, really? uh, raced boats. Oh, so okay. as soon as I could like walk pretty much, they got me on like a bike and then I went to motocross for like 10 years. No, I think it was like eight or nine years. And then so many people were getting hurt. They just yeah. took me out of it. And then we went to jet ski racing. And that's really oh, where I kind of started to shine. Um, we did that for four years. And then I had to get back surgery and we found drifting. Yeah. 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 You know, a lot of guys come from the the motocross background. Yeah. Like uh, Connor O'Sully. Connor O'Sully. I mean, he was, he was big in any, and, and I I find it interesting that it seems that being raised around a motorsports and and a comp, especially in a competitive form, it seems like those drivers do better. It lends to a, it lends to a a good uh, competitive driver, right? It does. Yeah, it it really does. It preps you for this, this um, competitive nature of drifting. Cause I'm, I'm assuming motocross is a much fierce competitive sport, at least from when I've watched it, it definitely seems a lot more fierce. Drifting is is competitive, but it's kind of fun at the same time. And it's not as, um, I don't know, just motocross, everybody. Aggressive. Yeah. Very aggressive. Yeah. So it's, this is like a very tamed down version of, um, competition, but you've been able to take those that experience and and utilize that and be able to just drive you in the in a drifting career because you've excelled tremendously. 
And one thing I would say about motocross too is like, if you get started off in that, it's aggressive, but it's also dangerous. And there's like consequences, like pretty bad if you wreck. Um, as far as like drifting, it's not nearly as dangerous. So like, if you're in that mindset yeah. of, oh wow, I could really get hurt, and that's kind of what you grew up in, and then you go to something that's real safe. I mean, and all just speaking, like yeah. people have gotten hurt, hurt and drifting, but I mean nothing terrible. So if yeah. you go from that to this, that mindset, you got the aggressive side to it, and you're not really scared, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. I think you could see that. Yeah, you could definitely see that in Connor. You can see that. In, yeah. Because yeah, well. for most people, they've maybe they've autocrossed, maybe they drag race a little bit. But a lot of people, it's their first form of motorsport or or com- competition, competition at yeah. all. And and it is. It's it's they're going. Their danger level is like they're going to a higher danger level, right? And you're right. dialing it back, so exactly. it's a total different mindset. And I didn't yeah. think about it that way. It's it's really interesting. You can now that makes it kind of makes sense why mm-hmm. the difference in style there, right? Right. And that's even um, so. My cousin, my uncle's son, who raced motocross professionally, he um, he's just turned twenty two, and uh, so he was right. He was riding when we were young. And it was me and both my other cousins. One was two years younger than me, and then he was four, four and a half. And mm-hmm. uh, so we grew up riding together, and then he stayed in it because that's what his dad wanted him to do, and that's what he was really good at. Um, so he ended up going pro maybe a year and a half ago um, in the 250 class. And he, mm-hmm. he did three events or three races pro and then ended up uh, – like slicing his Achilles heel or breaking his femur. And now he hasn't been on a bike since. And it's just, he, it's hard for him to walk. He's been through multiple surgeries and they don't think he's going to ride again. Um, Hopefully he's able to just to keep his foot because he's got bad blood flow to it. Um, So, I mean, you see that so often in that sport and it's really tough. You know, because there's so many good riders, but they get taken out. Even if you look at the pro class now this year, damn 10, 12, 15 people are taken out that are actually like top riding pros. You know, and it's just in drifting, you don't have that, which is nice. But and one thing, too, I mean, if you come from a family of any kind of motorsports, you kind of have to have that backing to make it to the pros or just make it big. Uh, mm-hmm. at a young age you know i mean you can't do this by yourself at 15 16 17 years old you know right. unless so you, you got come from a family that knows it makes it a lot right. easier yeah because having that background and 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 the level of competition that you came from you already know how to develop a program right you know how to deal with sponsors you've all this all this experience has taught you so much. So coming to drifting is, was an easy transition for you. And and we talk about a lot, how there's a lot of drivers that have great talent. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time what holds them back is just life. Like, right. They don't have, they can't find sponsors or they can't, they don't know how to develop a program. They can't get people to help them. If they do, they're just not consistent. And, and it's such a major part of it. And like, and I talked to your dad, I met your mom and dad and they're great. And they support mm-hmm. you so much. And having that, support is just something you need to be competing and doing what you're doing at the level you are. Yeah. And I mean, anytime anybody says anything about it, you know, I'm completely honest. Like I would not be where I'm at or I today without them. You know I mean? Yeah. To me, I mean, he's been, my dad's 
in particular, he's been like my number one fan from the get go, you know, and he's like, I don't have many like close friends and he's always been my best friend. And it's so cool having that relationship and I wouldn't change it for the world. And if I saw it from looking in and I didn't have that, if I, whatever my situation was, you know, I'd be kind of jealous in that same factor, you know, so I can't blame anybody for hating on it, you know, but when you have it, it's such a nice, good, just feeling being a best friend with someone that's so close to you. Yeah. yeah and, that, no. and that's a shame. That's a shame because, but you know what? See, that's the thing is, is whether you, whether that's your support system and that's what has helped you or whether or not, you're always going to have people that are going to either talk trash or hate. That's just something that kind of comes right. with it. Right. Yeah. Even when we announce, right. People like, Oh, that guy, he can't pronounce names. What an idiot. You know, it's like, yeah. so it, it doesn't matter where you go. Um, oh, it's not from California. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's your fault, buddy. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but you're going to, so you, you know, you've always been super humble and, and I think I was a fan of you before I got to met you and, Clutch Kickers has done a lot for me as far as being able to put um, names, not names with the faces, but be able to uh, personalities, the personalities, be able to get to right. meet all the drivers that I, I watch all the time, and and that's one of the things. Like even Taylor Hole, right? Taylor Hole has got a whole aura around him where people just hate on somebody. He's such a nice guy. Like you talk to him, he's so genuinely nice mm-hmm. guy, and and it's a shame that that um, just the way the social media is and the way things go down, right? And, it just gives people a certain, uh, I don't know, like a, a skewed or, viewpoint. A, a skewed viewpoint. Yeah, that's a great, right. great words for yeah. that. And it's a shame, but I don't and see that when I would. And like, I've noticed that too, where I've seen other drivers. I'm like, man, he kind of seems this way or that way or just standoffish. And then you sit back and time goes by and you actually get to know that person. Yeah. And they're just like you, you know, just because they're a little quiet or to themselves or whatever doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're being a an asshole or anything you know it's just who they are and once you actually get to know them they actually have like they're just good people yeah 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 and, and i like i like finding out like some of the questions i ask her is there anything else that you do besides drifting yeah and some of the answers i get back are pretty cool right like like i Thomas Miata was one, right? He loves cryptocurrency. He's all about the mm-hmm. cryptocurrency. And I, I would never think that, hey, this guy is drifting a Miata, right? Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. he's <laughs> like on, he's into the cryptocurrency thing. I, I just never would have pegged it. Is there anything that you do outside of drifting or motorsports? Yeah. So my dad's owned a, um, a tile roofing company for like 30 right. years. Um, so when I was in Vegas and on, and on the West Coast being a driving instructor, I really didn't pay attention to it. But once I moved back... Um, I've just been helping him out a lot and just trying to learn about the roofing and what goes into it. And I'd like to maybe take over that business one day. Um, mm-hmm. But right now it just gives me something to do. I'm helping him out because he's kind of like a, a one man show. Um, and it keeps us close. I mean, if you look at my call log, I talk to my, my dad like 15 times a day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we go back and forth a lot and I'm, I'm learning a lot from him. But, I mean, really, right now, that's about it. Just that and trying to get the cars ready. Yeah. How much How much more do you have to do on the Z? Uh, quite a bit. Yeah, the motor's sitting in the car. Um, we, we got the trans ready, waiting on just a few more parts, got the fuel system ready. Um, we bought the car with a, a really good cage in it. Um, had to make some 
changes to the actual fab work and just add a few things and take a few things away. Uh, so, I mean, right now it's just a waiting game on some parts. Uh, once we get those, we'll be able to get it further. The only thing is I like to powder coat my chassis a certain color. Um, yeah. So once we get all the parts on, we're going to have to strip it down again, send it to powder coating, and then put everything back on. So it's just a process. Well, uh, so you powder coat the whole chassis, not paint it? Yeah, we like to powder coat because it uh, stands up a lot better. Like if yeah, you're getting no. out of the car. Mm-hmm. You're not we'll taking us to the bathroom, bathroom, are you? <laughs> no, I was actually going to show you my dogs and my lizards. There you go. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. I thought I heard a dog. I thought it was my dog trying to get in the. the <laughs> oh, there you go. So this is Rufus. Oh wow. He's got a huge little mansion over here. Oh. And then there's my boy Waffles. Come here. He's my sweet little handsome boy. Oh, this is near. We're getting a tour. Over yeah. There. yeah. <laughs> cool. like... I'll give you a tour of the house. <laughs> it's like this like MTV cribs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so she's a sweet girl. This is the sim rig. Oh wow. Uh, it's actually really nice. Shout out to Rick Motek. Um, oh yeah. They helped me out a lot with that build. And yeah, then we know one of the coolest rooms, but also the most stinky room, is uh the ferret room. Oh you got the ferret room. Holy <laughs> oh. you can see him sleeping. <laughs> Holy God! And there's just one in there. You got oh no, you got more. Yeah, I got four of them. Holy cow! And this is a little cat toy room. Holy cow! How I do they get along with a, the dogs? Huh? How do they get along with the dogs? Dogs um, like food. I mean, they're sweet. The dogs are sweet to them, but the ferrets bite quite a bit. So I'm always <laughs> worried about. You think it'd be the other way around? Yeah, no. The ferrets draw blood. I have scars from them. <laughs> but it's just the way they play like if you look at ferrets playing with each other they, they bite each other all the time oh wow well, that's why you gotta keep them locked up I mean it makes exactly. sense <laughs> exactly <laughs> you lose a toe in the middle of the night you wake up you have nine toes you gotta yeah. put like a deadly you gotta put some kind of crazy uh, rabid ferret on the side of your car or something <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> You gotta have if you a look on the inside, I got a sticker that says uh, "Waffle Association," and that's for my dog. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I love, go. I love, I love them. We love our dogs. It was we, like, it's like, um, what's his uh, God? Mag Jay Z. What, what's uh, I forgot his name? Marco. Mark Arthur. He's got, he's got, he's got, a, he's got this thing with um, possums. He loves possums. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, and I really, yeah, and I really, it. really loves possums. I see him I all the time, like too. on the side of the road. <laughs> so weird yeah, fact about possums like we have a ton of them around here yeah so if i see one that's been hit by a car or something i'll go up to it and i'll see if it's got babies in its pouches oh um, i didn't even think about that it's really disgusting because i hate seeing dead animals but if you can save like a baby you know yeah so i want to talk about that because there's a story it was almost a year ago today when we were i was on a show that you were supposed to be on a show I don't know if you want to talk about it or if you can. I think it doesn't matter at this point. But you actually, they sent you home because you were trying to rescue something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this so, guy, he, he gets, he gets, he's trying to save somebody's life and they send him home. Yes. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll let him tell the story. So I forget the name of that show. Could you remind yeah, we'll me? Just, uh, uh, I guess um, Getaway you know. Driver. Yeah. Getaway Driver. And so 
who hosted that history channel, right? Or was it national no, G- discovery discovery? That's what it was. Okay. So we're over there and it's during COVID and we have to sit in the hotel for like five days be- before we go filming to get tested every day. Yeah. And, there. Um, so I walk outside and I see a bird with like a rope wrapped around its beak. And um, I'm like, shit, like, and this is like a big bird as like a pelican. <laughs> and uh, oh, wow. so I started talking to, to some like local people and they're like, yeah, he's had this on his beak for like three days now, blah, blah, blah. And so I was over at uh, Dick Sporting Goods trying to get a huge net <laughs> to catch them. <laughs> I spent maybe six, seven hours chasing this bird. And I, <laughs> I was so close to getting him, but then he flew off and he'd fly back and he'd fly off. And I was just like, come on. Then, yeah, we got caught. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do some good and they sent him home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they sent him home. Because- yeah. Because, okay. So in the show, they wanted us in the hotel rooms and they didn't want us to go outside the hotel. Nobody was supposed to talk to each other because they didn't want anybody cheating oh, or telling any secrets of how the show went. Oh, geez. So, but I mean, I was, I was out and about too, cause I had to fix my car. So I was walking over to Napa auto and getting parts and working outside on my car and stuff. But I thought that was uh, crazy. Right. I'm like, yeah. the guy, the man is trying to, to save up. Huh? <laughs> So it was pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, it was. It Especially was. if you spent so much time yeah. out there. Freaking hell. I, have a qu- I have a question about um, practicing on the sim rig. Uh-huh. Yeah. How, 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 do you, how, how well do you think that translates to reality? So it all depends on your setup. You know, a lot of it's based off the uh, force feedback or direct drive wheel. Um, I'm not really too good at setting things up. So I just kind of go off the base setting. I think it's good with like timing and being able to work on like left foot braking. Mm-hmm. Do I think yeah. it's a hundred percent accurate? No. Is it a lot mm. of fun? Yeah. You know, mm. I've been doing more eye racing lately. Oh, really? But I've been running like dirt car stuff. Oh, that's cool. Okay. That's but it's, of- uh, they actually do payouts. So it's like, if you win the championship for eye racing, it's like 10,000 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of money in gaming. Yeah, gaming. Now, it's yeah, hard because you're against good people, you yeah. know. But yeah, he put up a post recently where he, I think he—I don't know if you—I think you started on 22nd and then worked your way up to fifth place. Is that correct? Yeah, so that's a little like league I'm running. It's like a $500 payout. Um, you can't be a pro, but you can be like right below pro. And mm-hmm. I just joined it because I've never done it before. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a lot of fun because it's really consistent with the people that join. So you start to learn people's tendencies um, yeah. and kind of learn from them. So I think it's pretty fun. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Did you now, try that, Ben? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, ben, you, you play well, you, you on a set of courses. That's what you usually play, Ben? Yeah, just uh, a set of. Um, the only thing I could add to this that might be interesting is that uh, Clutch Kickers released the first layout. Oh, one, yeah. First um, round layout. Oh. And which is good because obviously it gives people some time to actually get some sort of visual hmm. reference sense of what they kind of. You that know, is what cool. to expect for the for this upcoming competition, and I I have my opinions about <laughs> it, and we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but go ahead, Tim. No, no, I like what's 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 the pup's name right there? Is that Waffles? Yeah, Mister oh, wow. Waffles. Mister yeah. Waffles. Yeah, he he likes the camera. <laughs> he oh, wants he attention. 
a lot more than his dad. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, um, He's uh, I've had him for like seven years. Oh wow! All right, good deal. So, uh, as far as leading up to the season, any um, I mean, you said you've been busy working and just trying to get the car ready. Are there any other challenges that you faced? Um, I mean, obviously, disease not going to be ready, but like you said, it's really not all that bad of a thing, right? It's better to take your time with it, do it the way you want. But are there any other challenges that that um, you faced getting ready for this season? Yeah, I'm actually in a pretty big one right now. So I don't know if you saw that new trailer I got, that white one. No, no, no we haven't. So the black I, one. Yeah, I sold the black one, and I got a 42-foot Fusion trailer, which is like uh, it was made for sprint car racing. Okay. And so it's really tall, and it's really nice, and I got it for a good deal. And um, so the guy brought it down and I towed it to the shop to um, to start putting in some tools and stuff. Well, come to find out, they used the wrong axles. Oh, and oh. so it's really low. And I was looking at the trailer when we got it, like it's tucking tire. And I was like, this is kind of weird for a trailer, but it looks good. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so we got it and the axles were like super hot and the brakes were like super hot. And uh, so I took it to a trailer shop and they're like, yeah, you're going to have to swap these axles. It's going to be like $3,000 per axle. And I was like, holy shit. Oh, God. And uh, But the biggest thing is the wait time. And I was like, we can't get axles. It would be a four-week wait time. And this was last week. And uh, Oh, no. So, yeah, we're yeah, going to And, of course... And, of course, it's not that close to you anymore, right? <laughs> now it's, now yeah, it's exactly. six hours from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So oh, he's doing some stuff. Hopefully it'll work. We'll figure that out. Hopefully. Yeah. Get some sprayers underneath there. Just just, just spray them down. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to pull up in the open trailer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that'd be so. do what you got to do. Yeah. U-Haul trailer. U-Haul trailer. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be there one way or another. <laughs> there, there you go. go. Well, that's good. Good. Now, what have y'all been up to? Uh, well, we just finished the first round. So... We so did the live stream for the uh, first round of uh, the program. The U.S. Drift Circuit. So, mm-hmm. we, you know, us as a show, we started the show in my garage and just with the mindset, if it takes off, if it does, it's not a big deal. If it doesn't, we're just getting together and talking about cars and having a good time, right? Give us, give us a reason to talk. Yeah, and get together. you know, just yeah. to get together and talk and just, <laughs> just, you know, fellowship together, friends and my brother and and um, just, you know, something that we, we started doing a long time ago, but just started back up again. And now it's turning in with the help of Captain Ben here. We're starting oh, yeah. to branch off and take it to the next level by providing live stream service. Uh, we've provided live stream service for U.S. Drift Circuit, like on a simple level, right? Just a couple cameras and talking. We've worked in conjunction with Clutch Kickers uh, live stream, but that was uh, production by Matt Stone. And then we kind of came along with the announcing, and then Captain Ben helped quite a bit with the technical side of that as well. But the U.S. Drift Circuit round one was our first time well, doing a full live stream no, competition. 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 But we coverage. did we did Fuel Fest in Palm, West Palm Beach. We did well. Fuel Fest, but that was – so like there's a difference between live streaming, just drifting, and live streaming a competition, right. Yeah. right? You need graphics. You need a grid. You need like stats and everything and, and play-by-play versus just people having a good time talking about the cars. So for us, what we've been working on is getting better at that. And that's mm-hmm. what we're doing. And trying to drive in between. Like my brother has his G35 sedan yeah. and he was driving there on the skid pad. And then I have my 350Z that's kind of like a seat time car. And then I'm trying to finish this E46 behind me. But then I bought a mini bike and I've been wasting time and money on my mini bike. <laughs> uh, but uh, 
But yeah, so that's, you know, so it's other than that, we've been, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to develop this live streaming service to be able to provide it for, for those that want to live stream. Huh? I mean, every time during Clutch Kickers, like I really enjoyed watching the live streams, you know, mm-hmm. and it was y'all talking, it was the quality of it, you know, it's kind of everything combined just seemed like it worked. And yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. And I think y'all are great commentators. I would want to swap you out. Oh yeah. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I, you know, we were actually, we were thrilled that they chose to keep us right. Cause now they're going to a different venue. We're going on Cletus's platform. And, and I'll be honest with you. When I, when I heard they're going to freedom factor, I was like, ah, oh, that's it. They're not going to use us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know, Cletus can get whoever he wants, but uh, the clutch kickers crew, uh, Zach and, and Matt, they're just, they're, you know, they're great people. So they're like, no, we, we got guys and we want to use them because that's who we've been using. And we are thankful for everything. One, for the event that they organize, mm-hmm. right? Because when you go to that event, it's not just, they do such a great job organizing and, and streamlining everything. It, it runs like a well oil, well-oiled machine and running events in the past, we have grown to yeah. appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I, that, that's, those are kind words for me. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. Now, where are y'all based out of? So we're Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So we're down south, basically yeah. Miami. Well, Ben Ben's in high Ben's out of Hialeah. Oh yeah. wait, damn it! No, oh, no, no, he's not specific. Hialeah. Oh, <laughs> no, my bad. knows his location. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever. Ben's a CIA agent. We we already he's secret agent that know. nobody knows about. So yeah, we started running events in Don't 2006 at our local track, and that's what kind of got us into drifting. Yeah. Um, and then ever since then we've been Is that hanging Palm out. Beach? No, so we had a track. So Drift Sessions, the name Drift Sessions, actually started um, as an organization hosting events in Miami. There was uh, it, it basically what we had is we had an eighth mile drag strip that was that was um, at a touch and go airport uh, in the middle of like uh, right right on the border of Miami. Pretty and much Broward. in the Everglades. Yeah, right in the Everglades. Right, so it was like a touch and go. It wasn't like a full airport. It just had two landing strips. And it was just like emergency touch and go that some planes use. Not many people used it. So somebody had developed that into an eighth mile drag strip. And we would utilize part of the, they had a skid pad in another part of the area as uh, a drift track. Yeah. That's all we had. You know, we're charging like $50 to run and $20 to run the skid pad every every other week. And we were doing that for like, I don't know, eight, nine years. Yeah. Until until they sold it or they didn't sell it. They, they, they The in. city basically closed it down, just stopped it. It was a bunch of regulations crap that that was unfortunate and then that's kind of drift sessions went into hibernation at that point and then and then uh jackson chris jackson started the u.s drift circuit he, he actually i like to say that he kind of spawned off of drift sessions yeah, because i was with him when we came up with the name and i just got to the point where i was tired of running events i just wanted to drive so then chris jackson kind of took over the the helm and changed it in the in the form of U.S. Drift Circuit, and he's the one that runs the Sebring events. I don't know if you ever, if you ever get a chance to go to a Sebring event, it's a freaking awesome track. Yeah, I've seen videos of it. it Look like yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a now, lot of fun. Now, what year did were you at, or I guess what year did you start at the airport? Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Oh, so yeah, you're an OG. Yeah, we've been around okay. for a while. Yeah, two thousand six. Yeah, two thousand six. Um, Ryan Kaufman, I mean, uh, Jeremy Lowe and Pat Gooden, they used to come down there back in the day. I think, did Chelsea ever drive that track? Chelsea did. Chelsea 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 drove it down there. Actually, Frederick Asbo came one time, and I let him drive my E30. Really? He came to one event. So that was was right when he came into Formula Drift. That was like his second season. Um, 
So we had a good time. We also used to, there was, we've ran drifting events at the Homestead Miami Speedway mm-hmm. uh, way, way back in the day. Um, so that was fun. Yeah, now, yeah we've, we've been there? around for a while. Huh? Do they still run at Homestead? No. No, it, it's hard. You can't really rent it out. You got to run alongside another event, right, to be able to drift in the infield. Like, unless you have a lot of money, you can run out the whole track, but we don't have a lot of money. So we just would piggyback <laughs> off another, like FARA, which is uh, uh, like an auto motorsports motor uh, event. A motor we, would do, event. we would do a drifting demo, right, which a demo. would give us two hours to do some drifting on the, on the infield. Yeah. It was great when it lasted, but, you know, it just unfortunate. Right now, our closest track is about an hour and a half away. And they're about to take that away. Right? Yeah. Yeah. PBIR is getting sold. So that's it for that. So our only track we really have now is going to be OS, the, uh, Sebring and OSW. Sebring, OSW, and Freedom Factory. Yeah. Looks like we're about in the same boat. For me, I think it'll be probably three and a half, four hours, probably to Mid Pond, at least by four. And then yeah. to Orlando's six hours, Tampa's seven. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, we're, we're exactly in the same boat. Yeah, we're about three or four hours away from all those tracks. But they're great tracks. Yeah. I wish I lived closer. I wish I lived closer to Mid Pond. Mid Pond's really cool. Actually, I take yeah. that back. I actually, I'm going to an event tomorrow, 10 Pensacola, at a small track called Five Flags, where they hold like. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, snowball derby and stuff. Um, huh. so I'm taking out the little VQ car, but it's more of like a really small infield. So I really wouldn't consider it like a great test track. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wants attention. I know. This is how I saw him driving. I take him to work, and this is exactly how he sits in my lap all day. <laughs> driving a car? Yeah. Oh, at, least, boy. at least he's mostly black, but I'm sure you walk around with white hairs all over your shirt all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smelling like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got a question that I've been that's been on my mind, and I'm sure it's been on a lot of people's minds. Like f- after watching what happened throughout the whole season, can you tell us was it intentional what happened during your qualifying session, where you oh, would you zero know. out on your first <laughs> run, and all of a sudden you would be like, you know what, screw it, I'm I'm going ham, and you would go ahead and, I yeah. mean, I would say almost there was only one instance where you didn't get the number one qualifying spot. Mm-hmm. Tell us, reveal to so, us, sir. If you if you watch my driving, I really only have one speed, and it's a hundred percent, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. hundred and five. Um, so with qualifying, that's really the only time I psych myself out, and so I tell myself to get a good run on the first one, send it on the second. Well, when I leave the line, I just go blank, and I turn into <laughs> an idiot, <laughs> and I send it, and then I come back, and my parents are upset, my Ernie's <laughs> upset, everybody's mad at me. And I'm mad at myself, you know, I'm pissed off. And so, no, it's definitely not on purpose. I just, it's really the only time in in a event that I'll psych myself out and it's qualifying. And so the second run just happens to be good. Thank God. But I send it just as hard and I I don't get it. (laughs) It wasn't good. It was the best. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Could have been better, but yeah. (laughs) Well, it was, it was enough to edge out and take home the extra cash twice, Right. right? Was it twice or three times? Yeah, one time he took it from one time he took it from Rome. Yeah, one time he took it from Rome, and then I think there was another. There was at least I think I lost it once and we got rained out. Oh man, that was yeah, yeah. That's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. Hopefully, I'm hoping the first event typically is good weather. We should have decent weather. Um, but don't that isn't the first event usually earlier than this? I believe so. I can't remember. Yeah, I want to say it's usually beginning of April, so we're at, we're only I was two weeks like away. The 14th. Yeah, 
Yeah. So maybe we'll get a little... I did hear about this track or the first layout that they won't be judging. Well, they'll judge it pretty hard as far as like style and commitment, but the line, you don't have to be on the wall, which I'm not really a big fan of. Yeah. That's what that was. I heard that too. Um, One, they said you don't really want to be on the wall anyways, because it's really not the traction's not there. That's what I've heard. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) the more tire gets laid on it, the better it'll get. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I was going to ask something, I totally forgot. I got oh, a question okay. for you. So, since you're so close to the Everglades, have you taken an airboat down yes. there? Yes. No way. How was it? It's 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 pretty cool if you get a good drive. If you get somebody that knows what they're doing, and it's like what's fun about it is you feel like you're drifting the whole time because yeah, they don't so really go straight. Like, you're just kind of like you're, yeah. you're going through the you're, thing. I'm like, this is great. Everywhere. It seems like a good time. Um, but we're so where I live, where me and my brother live, we li- like I can literally ride my bike to the levee that's around the Everglades. Yeah. So it's I grew up not you know it's not uncommon to see a gator right here and there, um, especially our no. old house. We would see gators on the side of the, yeah, on the gators lake. in the canal, gators, yeah, iguanas anyway. everywhere. Yeah, you know. Everywhere. Um, but yeah, I'm literally like maybe f- a ten minute bike ride from the Everglades, and it's it's pretty cool. I c- I could see how people get addicted to those fan boats. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Kidding them out. I've been on one stuff. around here and it was pretty fun. Like you said, I mean, so I did it twice. One of the drivers was not that fun, just did too much talking. And then the others <laughs> were a little bit younger. And I mean, they were hitting inner clips and outer zones. I was like, <laughs> this is so awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm having time in my life. But we have gators down here and they're pretty big. But I think in the Everglades, I'll have a lot bigger snakes snakes that's yeah, that's yeah really no we have some track. freaking serious uh snakes out there yeah pretty bad actually snakes. actually they, they have guys out there hunting them all the time yeah yeah take them out yeah we used to have bad mosquitoes but they go around with a truck and spray everywhere <laughs> yeah and we run around in it like with our hands all up we run around in the midst poison. of the mosquito yeah, spray those mosquito poison yeah, mosquito, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mosquito poison it's great it's good for your lungs yeah we got no cms down here <laughs> they'll no. light your ass you do up. oh yeah really Huh. I just had to put on bug spray right before I walked in the house. Oh, wow. Well, wow. well I was outside working on the car, but, uh, I mean, they're everywhere. So so do you work on the car? Was the car sit outside, or is it in a garage? Or? No, I don't have a garage. It's just on the trailer. Oh, I got wow. two pods. that um, It's like an old train pod or whatever. Right. And, uh, so I just put all the parts in there. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Good deal. It's a cheap way to do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had years of working on the driveway, you know, angled yeah, driveway. Done, uh, yeah, I I bought this house and he bought a house not too long ago. It's pretty close to me. And one of the things I was like, I'm putting, I have an air conditioning and I slapped an AC in there. And, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and sometimes I like, I'll, I'll wait till the actual garage cools down even further. So I before yeah. I don't want to sweat. I spent yeah, years of my life either. sweating. I was like, <laughs> no, no, no mosquitoes and no sweat. I love it. It's yeah. great. It's getting hot here too. Today yes, is one is. of the hottest days. Yeah. Um, I, I have a question regarding um, your con- competitive mindset. How would mm-hmm. you describe your method or your way of maintaining your cool when you have so much pressure built upon uh, your success? Um, there's two options for me. I can not think about it or I can completely overthink it. Um, so when I get up in the line... Like for me, that is the most calm spot that I'm that I'm in. Like my heart rate and everything. That's why I just like to sit there with my visor down. Um, I don't like to talk to anybody. 
And then once I actually, once I'm in the run, I'm not thinking about absolutely anything except for what I'm doing. Um, it's kind of like a muscle memory kind of thing. And then once I get done, I mean, sometimes I don't even remember what just happened. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I try to take it as like, that's my Zen spot as being in mm-hmm. the car. Uh, I try not to psych myself out, but I do when I'm by myself. Uh, when it's more like a battle, I feel like all eyes, all eyes are not like only on me. And so I yeah. can just focus on, and that's why I like following so much is because like in a lead, the pressure is kind of on you to throw down a qualifying run. But mm. when you're chasing, you're just following a moving clip. Mm. And uh, so I feel like in the chase position, you can kind of throw, uh, show your aggressive side a little bit more. Uh, so that's kind of what I enjoy. But I mean, just kind of treat it as that's the spot where you're supposed to be in in that moment. And you're there for a reason. Do you find it more difficult chasing a, a less experienced driver or more difficult chasing somebody like uh, Brandon McDowell? Uh, definitely a less experienced driver is harder to follow. It's more of a trust thing. Um, but when you're following, you can see when someone's about, it's weird. You can see when someone's about to spin out or going in, going into a wall or just do something. You see it as it's happening because everything's a little bit more slow motion. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I definitely like following someone like my favorite would probably be against like Forrest Wayne. You know, it's oh, going to okay. be an all out just style battle. There's no games being played. Um, for me, that's the most amount of fun. And that's kind of how it was with Randy Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. You get your good, good battles and then sometimes you mess it up and there's no coming back from it. Yeah. Yeah. What? So because you've, you've competed at the pro level. So what are some of the games that the pro drivers, well, I would say games, but what are some of the tactics that some drivers will use in that lead position to try to throw you off? And, and are you able to pick them out when they happen? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's too late, like tire pressure, like you'll clock someone's lap time. And then whenever you're going against them, they'll be quite a bit faster. Um, so that's one reason, just a little bit of brake checking here and there. Like everybody knows how to slow down. So mm-hmm. you see that after the battle, you know, you can't really expect it during it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, games are so easy to play, but at the same time, most people don't play games because at that level, you're just trying to get your best run that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard of brake light switches. I have heard of traction control and stuff like that. I've never personally seen it, so I can't say for for certain. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's a way of cheating is like if you're having your brake switch delayed or whatever, I don't think that's cool. Right. But I mean, I've always told people if I'm going to play a game, like if you play with me, I'll play back. But the way I'm going to do it is I'm just going to throw a shit ton of angle at it. You know, and that's how I'm going to slow down my car and kind of choke you up. But in a sense, if you ride or if you give me a good lead run, I'll try to give you the best lead run as well. You know. So you, yeah, you feed off their, you feed off their vibe, right? So, so that, and so that, that you know, it's interesting when when I hear you talk about these certain things that happen on the track because, I don't know, ten years ago, Formula Drift, people weren't at that level, right? To be at the level where back then, for the most part, I'm not saying it didn't happen at all, but for the most part, maybe ten, twelve years ago, people were going all out because they had to go all out 
but then as the progress as the sport has progressed right the cars have gotten better the drivers drivers are getting better just the ability to be able to compete at that level and be able to do things to try to throw the guy behind you off but still put down a, a solid run right to be able to have the talent and the mindset to do these things it has shown to me how this sport has evolved it has evolved the drivers because back in the day, you're just trying to put down a good run. There really wasn't many right. games. And I would say the same is kind of like now. You know, I mean, I'd say 95% of the battles, you won't see a game being played. Right. Um, but you do get that occasional, just a little bit of a break check, a little bit of a slowdown, a little bit of this, you know. And it's just, it happens, but it's not as often as people think. Because mm-hmm. um, even like what you're saying for FD you can't play games at long beach, you know, I mean, no. you're just trying to throw no. down as hard as you can. You can't no. th- really play games in Seattle. When I don't know if they still run there, you know, I mean, Atlanta, you can't really play games. So it's, it's really about car set, <coughs> car setup and how you're driving. But I really yeah. wouldn't say there's a lot of games being played. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's your favorite FD track? Uh, I always like long beach. Um, really? It's really, dangerous in a sense so it's a lot of fun yeah um atlanta was fun too yeah i mean there's so many walls at long beach you can just total your car anywhere um but road atlanta the fans were really cool so like long beach the the fans were i wouldn't say standoffish but they're mainly walking around and stuff but road atlanta the energy there is just different and it's just it's a nighttime vibe and it's just uh, you're hauling ass in fourth gear on in- initiation. Then you slow down a lot. But um, I like Road Atlanta for the vibe and Long Beach for the track. Yeah. I like I like Road I Atlanta. As a, as a spectator, we love Road Atlanta because it's like a coliseum. It has that yeah. natural right. benches all the way around it. And, and it has Everybody's that. doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, there are people <laughs> doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's, it's cool, fun. too, being able to like sit on top of the hill and just watch the whole run. Because that's really rare. Like at Long Beach as a driver, you're watching a live stream. You can't see what's going on. Right. But at Road Atlanta, you can walk up 30, 40 feet and be watching the show, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing you got to watch out is for uh, Georgia State Police when you leave. Uh, yeah. They're, they're no joke. <laughs> no, that's why Grid Life was shut down. <laughs> yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, we're there and the cops are just being assholes. <laughs> and yeah. it's... I mean, I get it. You know, I mean, you're trying to contain a rowdy bunch, but at the same time, it's kind of what we came for. Right. So there's a happy medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, you, I think, Tim, you spoke to him uh, one of the previous rounds, and mm-hmm. one of the things that you asked Alec was in regards to what are some of his plans for this year. Mm-hmm. And I do recall one of the things mentioned was uh, Formula Drift. Mm-hmm. And so Alec is still, is that still in the cards, your return to Formula Drift, or has that been postponed? Yeah, so me and my dad were watching Long Beach, and I was, I looked at him, and he told me, he's like, I knew you were going to get this feeling again. And I was like, I really want to do this again at some point. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's, it's obviously not going to be this year. I don't think it's going to be next year. Um, but definitely I would like to do it at some point. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's a lot of fun, but it's so expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's no, so it's... expensive. If you're, if you're doing it at a very competitive level, like if you're trying to win and go for a top five in the points, 
Yeah. It's so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I know Jeff Jones. Uh, we talked to him quite often because uh, Chris Jackson's part of his team and we see what he goes through. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's really a lot of time and effort, man. A lot of time and effort. And, and a lot of times you, you look at it from somebody that's not in the racing at all. And it's just such a financial mistake. Throwing money away, you know, for the, for the, for just because you love it so much, but at the same time, it's, yeah, I see what he goes through. And then he, he wrecked his car at Long yeah. Beach. So now he's got to rebuild again and try to make it for the next one. It just, it's, it's a really is a labor of love. But yeah, it's a, I mean, yeah, we did it for eight years and it never got cheaper. I mean, thankfully, I was able to have some sponsors help us out. Um, never once did I come close to making money. Um, I was able to break even. But at the same time, that's only doing FD. Like, we did not do a single round, a single play date, anything outside of Formula Drift. Yeah, and that man. was kind of like a hard thing is having no seat time. So I'd go from Long Beach and stay cold, play on the sim, show up to Orlando and go cold after that. You know, where a lot of these people are just driving and driving and driving, but that's what yeah. it takes. Yeah, you know it's interesting. We were talking. We um, we had Frederick Osbo on the show also not too long ago. One, and I, I don't know if you ever heard this or ever thought about doing this, but one thing that way he does addresses the sim rig is he'll get on the sim rig and he'll just throw five runs down and that's it. He won't sit yeah. on it for hours, mm-hmm. and then he'll get off. Have you ever done that? Yeah. So whenever I'm doing i racing out bit in the league, they have like a set practice and it's like two hours long, and um, I tried to make that race the only race during the week that I run um, and I'll practice for maybe 20, 30 minutes. Cause I mean, in dirt cars, it's a little different. And uh, so I'll do that for about 20, 30 minutes, hop off and just wait for qualifying. Right. Cause you, you do it so many times that you start, I wouldn't say making it a joke, but you start doing stuff you would never do in real life. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah, so you you're learning bad habits. Right, right. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's that's interesting. I can't. I mean, I've I've done the sim rig like once or twice. My brother's got one. I got to get over his house and get on it. But I just I get frustrated because I touch the gas and I spin around yeah. like, oh, this isn't real. This isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's also like if I get on someone else's sim, it's so different that it's not even comfortable for me to do what I'm doing in mine. So yeah. you have to get in one that you're consistent with to really learn that. It's just like a car. If you're going from this car to that car to that car you can learn it but at the same time it's better just to be in one yeah have you drifted any other car besides the z and, and the two uh, the s14 and if so what was the craziest car you've ever took in sideways um the craziest my s14 for sure okay. uh, so i mean that car is really radical it's just a light switch um i have driven duarte's e46 i liked it but it really wasn't for me um, the most fun car I've ever driven was Forrest Wang's S14, oh. and it made I think like 650 on a 2J. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, that car was so much fun. Like if you're not doing it for competition because it wasn't fast enough, fast mm-hmm. enough, but if you're just doing it to have a fun car, that was my all-time favorite car. <laughs> hmm. But my car, it's the most radical by far. So, so with mine, it's. I mean, it makes 950 horsepower, but at the same time, 90% of that power comes in at like 1800 RPM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, it's God. just, 
it's literally a light switch. You're either on it and you're in it or you're off. And that's why I'm wrapped out so often. There's not a lot of throttle modulation just because it's so different. It's not like a Jay-Z where you can kind of modulate it, you know, especially on a track like Clutch Kickers where it's so tight. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. It's it's fun and it, it works and it's reliable, but I don't think it's the key setup. Mm-hmm. But you know the thing is, it, it maybe it makes you go wide open throttle, but that just seems to be something that drivers are looking for, right? I, we, yeah. I've heard a lot of judges um, talk about how they deduct points for too much throttle modulation. They really want to see the drivers on it all the time, and I think that's probably another reason why you're able to qualify um, helps you qualify so high because you're just going balls to the wall because you really don't have much option, right? Yeah, so if you ever want to hop insane. in the car, I'll let you ride in it, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, I'll, take you, I'll, I'll take you up on that. I'll bring in my helmet. <laughs> but I've learned that's the way, like, even with that VQ, sorry, he's moving a lot. Uh, okay. Even with that VQ car that I have, like, I've learned to drive the 14 at such a high pace that I drive that car the same way. You know, and it's just, I guess now I can't really say, but that's just the way I am and the way I've kind of learned to drive. Which I like it, but I beat the shit out of the car. You know, I mean, yeah. shit breaks all the time. We went through six trannies or trans in like five oh, rounds. Wow. You know, yeah, I, I think yeah. that one round he borrowed a trans from um, yeah, yeah, from Rome. Rome. Yeah, and then you beat him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we come to a conclusion. Uh, so I was shifting too fast, and uh, so it was a third to fourth gear shift that I was hitting too quick, and I guess it was chipping the gear. And uh, they kept calling it a driver mistake or it was all my fault. And I'm like, we need to build something that can hold, withstand a quick shift. You know, yeah. so I learned in my old Corvette, not old, but the C7. And uh, if you've ever driven one of those, they have a no lift shift. And so you can stay in it. And as long yeah. as your clutch, uh, clutch legs real quick, you can be almost as fast as an automatic. And that's where I learned that bad habit from. <laughs> And so it transferred over and we always give, they always give me shit for it. I was like, it's not my fault. I was too fast in the shifter. (laughs) Put that on a shirt. But after six, we had to calm it down. Uh, Are you looking to do any other events uh, this year, like LS Fest or anything of that nature? Yeah. um, LS Fest for sure. I don't know about grid life. I'd like to go. Um, it's just kind of cost and with work, um, but definitely LS Fest. And if we can hit Mid Pond, uh, maybe the Riverside 25 or 50K, whatever it's going to be. Um, but other than that, really just focus on clutch kickers right now. Yeah. Well, if you ever ever get a chance to hit a USDC event at Sebring, especially, I, th- I think you'll have a good time. It's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'll see if we can bring the Z out sometime. Right. That'd yeah, be nice. it'd be fun. To see, yeah, especially we have the the Holy Shift Fest. It's going to be a two day event, oh, so that'd probably be a good one to go. Yeah, so it's all day Saturday and all day Sunday, and then they're going to have like concerts and performances at night, kind of like a, a mini fuel fest. They have no, a car show and everything. Yeah, Sebring. Yeah, yeah. And there's a hotel right on Sebring. Yeah, there's so a hotel you, right you there. You stay actually, on the track. Yeah, it's, and it's affordable. It's like ninety bucks a night, yeah. and it's right on the track. Yeah. Well, send me the dates, and I'll see if I can make it out there. All right, good deal. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, you can hear what yeah. I hear every night. Hold on. Oh shit. I lose you. Just a no, little you're bit. Good. No, here. Of course, he woke up, but this dude snores. So <laughs> <loud>. <laughs> he was snoring. He snores I, so loud. 
Yeah. Well, Alec, I appreciate you make, you know, taking your time out for us and we look forward to watching you slay it and defend your title. Right? You do have a target on your back, but if there's anybody that can handle the pressure, we know you can. Um, yeah, it's going to it's going to be it's going to be exciting. This is definitely going to be a, a year for the books, right? Yeah. We did say we're uh, season 3 is going to be bigger and better and it is. We're at the yeah. Freedom Factory. We know there's going to be a lot more people watching. And the competition is going to be even greater. We have a lot of heavy hitters in there. So you definitely have your work cut out for you. But yeah. uh, we'll be rooting you on for sure. You guys have anything else? No. No. Thank you, Alec. Well, Thanks, Alec. I appreciate Alec. y'all. I'll see y'all All right, soon. Take care. All right. Have a good night, man. Bye. Uh, okay. I got wow. do something here. So S14. Doesn't even be a lot of hurt feelings. Because everybody, I think yeah. everybody was like, oh, he's going to be in his 350Z. Oh, this won't be so bad. And he's S14. Damn it. Damn it, Owen. Oh. Yeah. No. But I mean, it's not like his, his 350Z is going to be like a VQ. No, I think that's what people, <laughs> I think I just, I just realized that now. I think people thought he was, he was building his VQ car. Yeah. No, no. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's not building uh, his He's VQ. not taking a VQ car down and sending it to powder coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, we're, you know, he's not going to use his pro car, but, uh, well, this time he is. But you know what? Let me tell you something. Brandon McDowell, he's definitely the way he his showing and what he his performance at U.S. Drift Circuit. I think he's. I don't know. He's going to be definitely a force to re- yeah. reckon with. But you got people like Josiah Felice. He's he's definitely a capable driver. Yeah. Um, Taylor Hole, but Taylor Hole's not in the Cadillac, right? He's in something. What he's he? a Corvette. He's in the Corvette. In this his year. FT chassis. No. As far as I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't don't. see him build anything else. I'm surprised yeah. he's actually competing. Well, what do you mean, surprised? Surprised. I mean, didn't he win a championship once? Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, season go. one. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I forgot about that. Yeah, he did win season one. Yeah. And then you have LZ. I'm not sure if LZ is going to be in his E36. Yeah, I haven't seen the E36 in a while, but I'm curious. Maybe. So there's definitely. A, that's um, one guy that drives a lot. I'm talking, he was uh, Alex was talking about guys that drive a lot. Yeah, I mean, freaking LZ drives. He's, he's driving now. He's driving all of this drift week. He's going to be. He drifts dri- his. He drifts at his house. He drifts at his house. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, it's going to be interesting to see how Cletus does because this is his track. So some could say the guy has endless seat time that he, if he wants right. to practice all the layouts he can ever want. I think we're yeah, but he hasn't done much competition, that, you know? and that's what some people say that it's going to be the competition jitters and how he handles that pressure. Look, I mean, you know what Alec was saying. I mean, look, look at how well. I mean, uh, even um, Connor. No, I'm thinking. No. I'm thinking of um, Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell. Yeah, he comes from a competition experience. Just a competition racing, experience. Right. Just, I mean, he was able to pull off a podium. Yeah, on yeah. one of his first real competitions, right? Yeah, yeah. And drifting. All right, and, okay, and a newly talk, built car. Right. Let's talk about the event properly. All right. Okay. Let's start off with the beginning. Okay. Start qualifying. With beginning. All right. Qualifying. Was it what you guys expected? I mean, you had Brad St. Germain. Take the top Which spot. Freaking, he, yeah, he really did. Uh, what happened with his? Uh, he was saying that um, his when he was going in a competition, his car was like running at like 230, 240 uh, um, oh, temp- temperature. Ooh. Temperature. So he That's said he was like he had no power because that he looked insane. He's full throttle. Like you listen to Brad. That's one thing at Bradley. Bradley reminds me of like the way that full throttle commitment, yeah. even when he's at like Sebring or any other track, yeah. Bradley doesn't freaking lift his foot off the pedal. Like he's just floored all the way around. That's yeah. just the way he drives. Mm. So that's, it's interesting to watch Bradley as he develops more in competition, but he said his car was way too hot. So mm. when he would go up and when he'd, he'd do his lead run and then when he came yeah, back around, his was car was, yeah, his car was way too back. hot. But um, back to your point, Ben, I, 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 
I knew Bradley had the 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 capability of doing well, but I didn't see him being the number one qualifier. I thought I was thinking Brandon McDowell or maybe um, Duarte, right? Uh, Salvio, Salvio is just always um, it's, it's his car. Salvio. Salvio, Salvio, yeah, I'm sorry. Sa- Salvio is it's always his car that holds him Thank back. Sorry, man. You call you keep on calling Salvio and. Figure it out now. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Figure it out. Well, <laughs> Santa well Monica, he, he hasn't reprimanded me yet, so we'll we'll see. Um, yeah. But anyhow, uh, Savio. Savio. No, Savio. That's what I've been saying. That's what I'm no, saying, you, Savio. No, you just said Savio. Savio. You're, no, adding, you're adding an L. It, I'm not adding an L. Savio. Do you now, think I'm saying now an L? it's Savio. But yeah. you were saying Salvio. Well, my tongue gets in the way. Silvio. Anyways, the, his his uh, his uh, his car just a lot of times comes down to his car just doing you know doing something crazy. That engine right. sound, If anybody's car sounds amazing, his car sounds insane. Oh, looks it looks amazing. You looks great. Engine bay is freaking. Yeah, no, it looks great. Beautiful. But I'm saying the sound of his engine is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I didn't think. I thought qualifying. I didn't think Billy Mitchell was going to go that far. Billy. Well, he was he doing pretty well. good practicing. Um, Joseph Love, it was interesting. It looked like he was fighting the car. I, I think he said there it didn't was a, look like he had really good control of that car. Right, he was having, but he was full throttle. The, the, con, the, contr- the car can definitely go. The car had the had the yeah chutzpah chutzpah had the chutzpah yeah. But uh, it's just it didn't look like he had good control. Of that thing the car. was loud. It was qualifying yeah. was weird though, right? Why? What sense? If you didn't watch qualifying. I guess they call it Australian style qualifying. Is, right. that, is that accurate? Right. Basically, qualify during practice. Which, as a driver, I would think that's pretty good because you can get a couple of practice laps. You can basically say, "I'm getting ready to qualify now." But on, uh, logistically, for everybody else, yeah, no it, idea it was much. It was on. much more complicated, right? Because the judges they maybe have like five days, basically sitting around waiting until they get a call. Saying, yeah, hey, I, think you guys ready. I think it's stupid. I think it's stupid. Yeah, I mean, so, so I see the good and bad I parts see a of lot it. Of bad. It definitely. It definitely see, ca- it definitely caters I, to the drivers. I see, though. I see a lot of stupid decisions here. <laughs> a lot of stupid decisions. Okay. Well, anyhow, um, but they are switching. They're lack switching. of brains there. Oh, lack of brains. They're they're. I, I, I like the uh, just posi- uh, position here where you have Tim trying to be all nice about correct, it, yeah. politically correct, and Paul's like, nope. Well, no, morons, well, idiots. I have seen. So he is a one way thinker. Lack right? of I intelligence. Try, I try to see both sides of it, right? So I could see how I see one how would stupid like it. it is, and <laughs> I could see. How some people will like it. See like it. the stupidity behind it and everything okay. else. So okay. he doesn't like it. Um, but I am kind of. I appreciate your empathy. Yeah, but I they are going to this for they what Chris realize said. their stupidity <laughs> and now making the adjustment. Uh, I reject the reality and insert my own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're going to go to back to standard qualifying. Oh, uh, I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyhow, I would hope um, so. Yeah, I, what I didn't expect. They had this new plane that doesn't have wings. <laughs> it, it works. The helicopter it did not work. So we're right. going back to the wings. We're going back to <laughs> oh God! Um, uh, I didn't it, expect how cold it was going to be. Right. Well, that, that that's because you dumb dumbs didn't bother to do your research beforehand. Like yeah. I saw that I was going to drop <laughs> to like fifty Gabby, degrees. The, the, yeah, the I picture. got reprimanded for that. Okay, Chris well, Jackson. He he chewed me out for focusing on on Gabby and his and his and his blanket, blanket. around him, how unprofessional I was. So that was very unprofessional of me to take the camera and zoom in on Gabby with a blanket around him. It was unprofessional of you to, yes, to very showcase how generous Jackson was to take yeah. care of our crew. Yes, that was very unprofessional. Right. So 
Jackson was trying to do a nice thing and rap. And I was trying to capture that moment, and <laughs> I got I got um, ridiculed, right. ridiculed. Right. But anyhow, so I won't do that again because I got to operate the camera for qualifying, which I enjoyed. I actually enjoyed doing that. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm surprised. Why? Well, I mean, I just figured you your camera work looked like you didn't like my it. My camera work was excellent. <laughs> my camera work was excellent. I had great camera work. You did a good job. Come on, man. Did Don't you watch it, the qualifying? No. Well, no, the camera work was making me sick. Oh, <laughs> sh- <laughs> I couldn't keep Was it the camera work yeah. or was it the qualifying? Uh, it was both. <laughs> oh, there we go. Wasn't sure. When okay. I- what about you, you Ben? Can't, you can't distinguish both of them. That's your problem, Paul. It's too hard. Yeah. Well, Paul was driving a whole most I was, of the time. No, I was. Paul was fixing, changing out uh, was power steering my, pumps. Yeah, power steering what, pumps. what happened to you, Paul? Let's go over to you. Yeah. I was just swept. What kind of dumb dumb moves did you make? Oh, like, you know, like, I know what the dumb dumb move is. Okay. What about what did you do, dumb dumb? Why did you blow the first pump? I hope. Uh, what would you go? O'Reilly's or O'Reilly's. you went to yeah. O'Reilly's? I hope they're watching. No, go ahead. No, tell, no. tell her, dumb dumb, what you did. Tell everybody, dumb dumb. <laughs> he's obviously upset um <laughs> no no so i was driving the 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 i want to say e30 but g35 and uh, i was really starting to get the hang of um osw skid pad it was, it was nice it's decent speed um and i was starting to tandem and then i had this my second tandem run where i was following this guy and i went flying off the track because my steering wheel locked up and i'm like what the hell's like it just it like locked up so hard. Like I thought something got stuck in my rack or something. So I'm like, okay. And then and then I like I I hit the throttle and then it got right, right loose. And I'm like, okay, we're whatever. So I I parked the car and I just moved. I was like moving around the throttle the you know the steering wheel and it's okay. Something feels weird. And I went to drove it and then it didn't. It started really sticking. So I pulled it. I pulled it off and I look and my pump is screaming. Like a little banshee going, <laughs> <laughs> and, and throwing up everywhere. Oh, it's throwing up its guts everywhere. So medic, I'm like, oh, okay. I think I need a pump. So let me, you know, there's a O'Reilly's right down the road. Actually, there was like, there's an auto parts and then a advanced auto parts and then or AutoZone, Auto Advanced Auto, and then O'Reilly's. So I went to Advanced Auto. I went to no, I went to AutoZone. They they didn't have a pump. I went to Advanced Auto. They didn't have a pump, so I kept on driving. I hit a, I hit an O'Reilly's. So eventually, they had the pump. So I bought the pump. I brought it back. I put it in. Thankfully, they had two. But keep going. Shut up. No, they, <laughs> they so that store only had one. Okay. Well, anyways, I had to drive okay, one. Well, yeah. So anyways, you put it in. So I put it in, and I guess I, there's two. There's a there's a pressure bolt. He guesses. There's a pressure. There's a pressure um, line that you have to bolt down, and a and a and a, and a suction line that you both have to bolt down. I thought who I, knew? I thought I bolted who knew? You them. bolt them down. I thought I, I th- well, I thought I cranked them enough to where they would seal. And I guess I went out for my first run, and it was like, oh, it's feeling good. Okay, great. So I do that, do one run. And I'm like, oh, it's starting to feel a little tight again. What the heck's going on? So I just keep running, and I'm like, oh, if it gets worse, I'll, I'll check it out. So I, <laughs> I, I get. I do a second run and I'm like, oh, it locks up again. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? I just changed out the pump. Was it so screaming like a banshee again? It was screaming like a banshee again. Got to be defective. And it was it was pouring <laughs> out. Got to be defective. It was pouring out oil again. And I'm like, <laughs> oh shoot! And I crank down those things and I try it and it's yes, it stops leaking now, but it now it won't pump. And I'm sitting, I, I I'm not, I don't realize it won't pump. I'm just, just, I'm like, I just cranked it down. It should be good. I filled it should back be up. Good. It should be good. Dry. It should be good. So I kept on trying to drive it and figure it out, driving it. I'm going around. Everybody's looking like, hey, what's wrong with the car? What's wrong with the car? 
But I'm like, I don't know. So eventually I give up. I go up to hang out with you guys, and then I get pissed off, and then I go back down, and I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. So I watched some videos of some people having the same issue, and a guy had a, had a pump, brand new pump that had the same issue where that he didn't crank things down. And well, blew, blew I didn't say, he didn't say that, but he, <laughs> he probably did. But he didn't need to mention that. But he did mention that hey, this is how you check it, and if you're having this issue, it could be a pump issue. So I'm like, let me just go grab another pump because I need to return the core anyways. Mm. So I'm going to take my old pump. I'm going to take this new pump. I'm going to get this one warranted. I'm going to put the core, give the core back, so I can get my core C back. So I put, I grab that pump, and it's now eight o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and I've only drove for Saturday, right? No, yeah, you got Saturday. quite a few runs before that pump. Ah, uh, yeah, but not as many as I wanted. Mm-hmm. I, they were telling me to slow down. You're going to blow through all your tires. I'm like, no, no, I, I never blow through all my tires. So yeah, you're going to blow through all your pumps. <laughs> yeah, I'll blow through all my you pumps. You went through more pumps than tires. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I actually did. did. I went, I went through an equal two pumps. Two pumps, two tires. <laughs> so <laughs> so you know, hopefully that doesn't happen anymore. But anyways, I, I nine by nine thirty I have the pump in. I, you know, pack everything up. I, you know, get everything ready to go. And then I ask you guys, you guys are done, you guys are packing mm-hmm. up, and then we go ahead and go get something to eat. That's but, forever. Um, so yeah. Two pumps. But that was two it. Tires. Two pumps, two tires. And then the next day I, I I it was it was running great. And then eventually at the last minute when I actually started doing tandeming, I tended a little, little bit with Sean. Sean did a lot of following with me. Sean Rocksby's. Yeah, Sean mm-hmm. uh the vampire. Right. Uh mm-hmm. Edward. Isn't Edwin Edwin? Uh, so what's, the, what's the what's the Patterson? Yeah, yeah. Either way. Oh, that's looks right. Just yeah, like he that does. Guy. Yeah, it does, yeah. Looks just like him. Yeah. Um he should say he is. And just you know. He get a lot of followers. It. Yeah. Mm. Patterson drifts, yeah. Patterson drifts. Yeah. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> but uh, no, he was he was following me, so I just yeah, I tried to follow him at first, but then I could I don't really predict how the way he enters, so I entered wrong and I ended up flying like way inside. And if I didn't stop, I would have flew in front of him, and I didn't want to do that. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Just, you just follow me. I've been doing. I I can lead. I don't have any issue leading. So I led for about like four or five runs. He fell, followed me. I started getting wider and wider. He was able to get closer and closer. So mm-hmm. that was interesting. And then I hit this part. Now the car cuts spark or something. It sounds like it's being like a low rev limit. Yeah, it sounds like a rev. Might rev, be like a limp mode or something. It's like a, it sounds like a limp mode. It's like, whoa. It's just, yeah, it just doesn't mm. sound good. And then the engine light comes on. So I don't know. Well, so I'm going to have to run the codes and see what happened. But all right, well, I had fun. What do you think about the competition? I didn't watch any of it. Oh, well, there you go. What do you think, Ben? How, how did the qualifiers? I did watch. Okay, so I did watch the last. <laughs> I watched. I watched the last, like the top eight. I watched a lot of top eight. So you watched half of the show because it was yeah, the top sixteen. The, yeah, I know exactly. I watched like the top eight. So I thought. Um, I thought. I thought the battles could have been better. I really thought they were pretty weak, honestly. Oh, hang on. Before we move on to that, let, let's backtrack a bit. And um, actually, I do want to mention shout out to Yankee Special. They are in the chat. And oh, what's they're up? going to be seeing us at the first round of the Clutch Secure oh, awesome. series over Sweet. at the Freedom Factory. Still so got my shirts. Can't wait to meet up again and see what else they've got in store. So. Yeah, I want to see some of our new designs. Right, right. Hmm. Doing a lot of good work. Um, but going going back to the competition. What are your thoughts on what happened with the seventh, the sixteenth spot? Okay, so I don't know anything okay, so this, about this that. is. Let me just kind of explain to everybody what happened. And I, I know Adam Ginkle was kind of upset. I know this bug, bugged him a lot, and, and I understand why. So, see, I like to try to see both sides, right? So, I want maybe I'm a good mediator. I don't know. 
So well, Paul, will, will be ready because Paul's going to tell you that. Well, stupid. he's going to tell me it's stupid either way. Right. So yeah. they had right. they had um, eighteen drivers, but then I think one driver didn't show up or something like that. So they ended up having seventeen drivers that actually did their qualifying run. Um, Adam Ginkle got sixteenth position. Uh, Joseph Love got seventeenth position. So. Chris Jackson said he promised everybody a top 32. So instead of obviously doing all those buy runs before the top 16 competition and before the um, opening ceremony, they made Adam Ginkle battle Joseph Love for that 16th position. <laughs> so Adam was pissed because he said, yeah. hey, he was a qualified 16th. I shouldn't have to battle exactly. for my 16th position, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's stupid. So, well, so that's what I'm saying. So he was upset and justifiably so. Yeah. And But then Chris's you know, decision was, hey, you know, I promised everybody top 32, so we're going to do top 32, but we're just going to have 16th and 17th battle because obviously you can't have you – know, it didn't make any sense to do all the buy runs. I mean, so that was kind of, I think my personal opinion, they should have just let Adam, I mean, cause it just, it's like, why run another battle? You know, right. like for what? I mean, the poor guy, not only didn't that happen, but he suffered damage to his car because of it. Right. You know, so and uh, he ended up damn exploding his radiator or something and having to get the car ready to go back out and competing. In it. And Adam did a great job for probably one of the lowest horsepower cars out there. I mean, I had no. I think that's the, well. I don't know. That VQ looks like it has a ton of power. Well, he has nice spraying nitrous on it. Well, he must be spraying like five hundred shot because this thing looks like it's got. Or, I mean, yeah, yes, I, he's he's doing he's, a lot to make it happen. Yeah, I know, but he's definitely one of the least horsepower cars out. Oh there. yeah, definitely, definitely. So, but definitely. he did it. I'm I just saying, he, it looks like it. And All he was right. doing a pretty good job, but like I said, he went through hell and back to 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 complete his battles, mm-hmm. right? Because he had a battle before the competition, like right before the competition. Yeah, I'm not really sure about that. And then have to go sounds, and then, and then be the first one battling up against, uh, uh, what call it? Bradley St. Germain. Now, he almost took Bradley St. Germain out because Bradley was so slow in the chase position. Like, it, it was pretty close to an inactive chase, mm. how far Bradley was behind him because Bradley was just... Bradley kept on doing that, though. Well, but he, yeah, he would do his first run. His car would go up in temperature because he was, since he was but the highest give, qualifier... you give too much space. It's he didn't have the power going out the hole. He had, oh, really? yeah, yeah, that's what he said. He goes, he just didn't have his like he was already like 230, 240 in the temps, and he said he was just like had felt like he had nothing. Well, probably the, the ECU would shut that would, would shut limit his power. Point. I don't know, but yeah, it would because he would do his first run and it'd be slamming full throttle all the way around by the time he comes back around. So he's got to work on that cooling system for the next round, yeah. So that was that sounds was like he sounds like he's probably got blown head gasket or something. So th- no, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyhow, that was kind of weird. Correct. What do you think? No, I, I had to definitely agree with that because it's out of the norm. You don't really ex- expect that to. I don't I think mean, you've ever seen that before. Know, yeah, I've never I'd, seen that before. Right. Well, you know, the Australians do it that way. They <laughs> <laughs> they usually put the six, down under. They usually just have the 17th driver yeah. battle the 16th driver yeah. before. It's tradition. It's tradition. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Paul. You're oh, uh, bringing me up to speed on what the well, what know, goes the, down. The down Aussies, under. you gotta watch yeah. them. They're <laughs> dangerous, right? Um, so no, I, I, I pretty much said everything. Yeah, and I, I can't really add anything more to it. It's just sort of, it really just uh, the only other thing is sort of kind of like I want to say mess with the flow, but it, it, because it was so unexpected, mm-hmm. you didn't really. You're like, okay, is it starting already? But you know that it's not really starting already because everyone's expecting an opening ceremony. Right. And and at the same time, it's like, well, 
Like, I don't even know. Well, even threw us off, right? Because we wanted to go live, and then now it's throwing the flow of things off, right? Like the drone guys weren't ready because the drone guys weren't planning to go start flying their drones until the opening ceremony. Correct. So now here's a battle that the drone guys didn't know about. So they didn't even take their planes off, and then judges getting ready for it. And we're like, well, let's try to cover it because people that are tuning in could watch it. So it, it, it yeah, it, it threw. Here we it, have it, a battle that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, so yeah, you can see that. It's from anyway. Australia. Yeah. So <laughs> and the, the thing toilets is, spin backwards. Yeah, <laughs> they actually do spin backwards, well, and That's they're so actually weird. their light switches are upside down. You know. Oh. Yeah. So there they, they go. yeah. So we turn our light switch. We flip them up to be on. They flip and down them to be off. off. They flip them down to be on and up to be off. Yeah, I know. Actually, if you get light switches, like toggle switches and stuff from Australia, they're they're reverse. Anyways. They just don't like doing anything the way we do it. Yeah. So, but anyhow, in, you know, drifters. It's opposite day. <laughs> <laughs> but drifters already, like, they don't like change, right? We're used, right. They're used to competing in a certain uh, order. In, in Correct. A certain, so anytime you change that. There's this, uh, just everybody freaks out. They lose well, their minds. We've witnessed this several times. Like every time we've tried to sort of introduce a, a, a sort of different style of judging or yeah. different style of point oh, system. Like, remember, it, like, we tried it's it too like, Remember, we tried to do the individual like sections mm-hmm. judging. Um, I, I yeah. think that was a good zone. idea. I thought it was a great idea. Yeah, too. I, you know, I think we should have five judges. <laughs> I think we should, I honestly do, because I think we should have a judge that's just watching. They should judge when they like to, the, too, you know. Yeah, yeah. Whenever it's up to them, and then yeah. the driver has to be ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. But, you know, I like have a driver just focusing just on the lead car. If driver is just focusing on a drive car or the chase car and score them. Right. And then you have your other three judges. And then they can, when they're not sure, they can rely on it. But it's whatever. But yes, anything change wise, people go crazy because they're, yeah, no, whether it's better or worse. We tried it before. And, yeah, we and tried that. And people didn't down. like it. They hated us for it. Yeah. But remember? if you oh, don't. I remember. Yeah. I, I distinctly mm-hmm. remember. They're yeah. like, what are you doing? This doesn't make any sense. I'm like, I'm I'm trying to make it as clear and concise as possible. Like this, how is this not like getting through? Lee it, it's was pretty pissed. simple, but well, he gets pissed. He gets pissed a lot. No, but I'm just saying he was pissed when we when we. Came. Well, he was pissed this last weekend too. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, uh, I guess when he was in the chase position, it looked oh, like he straightened with, out or something. I think there was with Lee. Who who was the one that had the. Where the restart light didn't go off. That, that was, was Bradley. That was Bradley. Uh, Bradley was going against somebody else, but they la- they allowed them to change tires and go back into the yeah, pits. But that was still. But at least they let them start it over again. I mean, that's you know, that's what can you do? Okay, so j- just an FYI, something crashed over here, so I'm gonna try to like fix it, and it may crash everything else. So okay, but I need it happened so that way we could try to like pull up some of these battles okay. because I really want to be able to play some of these battles yeah. to try to give some uh, context uh-huh. in regards well, to what we're talking about. Let me, let me talk to Tim about Asbo. I don't know if you heard. Wait, what? Did oh. you watch uh, Formula Drift? No. Oh, okay. So Asbo accidentally threw Matt Field's car into the wall. At, at yes, oh, I did yes. see that. Well, so, so he, he just got so close when Matt Field transitioned, couldn't transition, he, he couldn't, couldn't transition. transition. So yeah. how did that play out after? Oh, it was not good. So I mean, was, that car's oh, yeah. totaled. Like, yeah. He no. bent both frame rails. It, he's been building a new car now. Oh, wow. So Asbo was really upset. And yeah, Matt Field was pretty much like, you, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's like huge. well. I mean, but well, there was a notable Instagram story where uh, yeah. he uh, shared his frustration the, through sign language. Yes, yeah, really. Also, I didn't see the lack. Yeah, 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 but so so that's okay. I mean, you're trying to get as close as possible. 
right? Yeah, that's where, like, that's what I wanted to talk about. I did want to bring that one up because it's like, how can, I mean, yes, you're going to be upset. Because we've seen Chelsea get so close to the point where he rubbed, they just rub the front of his bumper, take the front of his bumper, his front bumper off. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know what, honestly, and even the, I don't know what happened that caused the hook, but for, and it didn't even look like it. It just, like, he got stuck. They got stuck bumper to bumper for like a, like a split second. It just, you know, it took, that's all it took. And then he was munched into that wall. I know. I saw, I saw the accident. Yeah. Really bad. It was a really bad accident. So So, it's, uh, I'm sure Freddie feels pretty bad. I know he looked like he was like on the verge of like emotional. Yeah. And he was like, because I mean, yeah, he ruined his. I mean, but what I wanted to say is that they gave Matt Field the win, which I don't think is. I said, I mean, yes, you should be, shouldn't have got the win. Right. Technically, Asbo should have got the win. You should have faulted Asbo for the crash. Mm-hmm. But then, when if he can't get his car repaired, Asbo should have got the win. Mm-hmm. But they gave Matt Field the win. Was it the first round of the battle? Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting point. Why would yeah? Why would I mean it sucks, right? But all that aside, there have been other times where I'm pretty sure it was maybe it wasn't the first run, but I'm pretty sure this was who's the higher qualifier. Why don't maybe yeah. Matt Field? You have to get back to you on that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. So, but you had a, a pretty good point though. Like the, a lot of these cars have these collapse zones in their car oh that's another one i was bringing up is that i was kept on watching guys put like put put the back of their car up into the rear wheel like you can the rear wheel is almost going to hit the wall Mm -hmm. they're stuffing that much of their back at the end of the call and they're like oh wall tap that's not a wall tap no you just that is destroying the whole rear section of your car and just because it's made out of like fiberglass and Mm -hmm. flexible fiberglass that it comes back yeah, that, that shouldn't be allowed. Right, they should run some kind. They of, should. There should be a. Okay, you have to have a, this percentage. You have to have structure. Behind, you have to have. You should have this much structure behind this behind the wheel. Of your, should, yeah, I think they should your, go almost to where this OEM bumper structure is. They should whether it's tubed, or you know it can cave in, but it should be some kind of structure where you're. It not, should be. A, it should be a uh, just a standard bolt-on structure. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to bury your whole trunk into the wall and keep going, and then be yeah. like, oh. Wall tap, no, because you way overcooked that. Like you, it, the fact, if your your tire is almost about to touch, your rear tire is about to touch. That means, like, look at the look at the freaking E forty six. Imagine how you got like two feet there, right? That you crumpled in. And uh, the guy, as far as say, if the driver that's following him doesn't have that same, yeah, if he doesn't, so have the he same can't setup? follow the same line. You're no. You're, that's an interesting thought. It, it's not just interesting. It, it it should be a rule book change. They should put an actual. You know, for each car, decide how much or or get or, rid of it, and just let everybody have like nothing in the back. Well, they, right now they can. Everybody can. Yeah, but not everybody does. Because, no, they don't. But technically, the rule book says you just have to. You can be cut off from the last suspension point backwards. Right. So that's what some people do, and some people don't. Which honestly, everybody should have a, a flimsy back. I mean, Von Gittin's been doing that for years. Yeah. He's been doing that for years, and that's the reason he's done so well with uh, yeah. tapping walls. Because it doesn't matter if he taps the wall; he just he just taps right off. Yeah, if he overcooks, it's not a big deal because yeah, it all bounces. For years, people were building these elaborate systems to bounce off the wall. Yeah, he just came like, up like, yeah. "I'm just not gonna actually hit the wall, but I'm gonna hit the wall right. with my flimsy back end." Right, I'm not gonna hit it with anything that's, that's solid. That's solid, right? Hmm. Yeah. How are you, how are you doing on the 
Not good. <clears throat> Even worse. So oh, we're really? just going to carry on. Okay. Are All we right. going to crash the... I mean, is Are we crashing least... into the wall? <laughs> Did we not read... Oh, man. We got to build a subframe. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, we're crashing. People can still see crash. us? It's good, it, yeah. It's it's like I can see the wall coming. <laughs> There's no other way around it. We're just in it for the ride. So oh, just okay. let's just roll with well, you it end until it? it actually crashes. And we can just end it. We can just end it. Yeah. You want to end it? Well, I mean, there's some things that went down that I really want to go over. Oh, okay. So okay. let's go over it. Yeah. Um, it's just unfortunate that we can't like pull up what happened with uh, the the call that was overturned at uh, uh, U.S. Drift Circuit. It was uh, Douglas Santana against? Uh, oh, uh, Sasha. Was it Sasha? No, no Douglas Santana and um, Eric Nogueira. Yes, Eric Nogueira. Right. Well, I mean, can we can How we go overturned? down reboot and go back on? No. No, because it would just start a whole new thing. So I'd rather just okay. So they uh, there was a battle between those two drivers, and I kept getting one was a like a baby blue E forty six, and the other one was a burgundy vet that had I think it had Fusero on the side. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Eric Nogueira. Yeah. So um, they went out and they battled. I can't remember the battle off the top of my head, but the call got um, challenged and got reversed. Right. And then once it got reversed, it got challenged again to try to re-reverse it. So it really didn't make any sense. Um, U.S. Drift Circuit has to put in some protest protocols, something more clear. I, I think there was some confusion there. Uh, but that was a protest. Uh, actually, we were, when Steve-O and me were on the thing, I think Steve-O was like questioning the protest. He was like, well, I don't really know why they protest, but they ended up reversing it. Right. Um, so protest is a valid tool for the drivers. Um, I just, unfortunately, I don't remember exactly what was the issue and where the protest um, was. Like, where did they find the evidence that would cause a flip of the decision? There was, if I recall correctly, on the bank, uh, on the, obviously the first section, they noticed that the Corvette had sort of strained out the wheels mm -hmm. and that led to like a major correction in their point of view. Mm -hmm. And then that's where sort of kind of like uh, reversed the roles in regards to their decision. Yeah. Coming off that bank, what I noticed a lot of cars being covered in the smoke hide some pretty big mistakes. Right. Uh, and I think that's where, and I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I think that's where Lee Yearwood uh, got his loss. Why they didn't uh, judge in his favor. I think they saw him straight in there. Or look like it was straightened, but okay. it's, it's hard because you're coming off the bank and your your car's covered in the smoke. So if you make a major correction, sometimes the judge can't see it. Okay, so well, let's go ahead and skip or skip order that. Okay. And based on what I read on the comments, because Lieber put up a post on Instagram talking about it mm -hmm. that he felt that he was strongly disagreed with the call, mm -hmm. and he used a uh, still shot screenshot from uh the live stream itself where it shows him on the final section uh displaying like a significant gap between him and billy mitchell who was chasing and the the, the problem that i felt with that is sort of that was not necessarily being uh truth or truthful to what actually transpired mm -hmm. with that call and after reading what the uh kelsey and patrick gooden said in the comments i have a better understanding now of what oh, what transpired to, okay so essentially what happened was they zeroed out both of their chase runs. Okay. Because if you recall, Billy Mitchell on his chase run on the first uh, turn, into, mm -hmm. going into the first uh, yes. section. Yep, I remember. He's sort of, I don't I want to call like it strained out, but double maybe double initiated, yeah. mm -hmm. and he really kind of like screwed things up onto the first turn. Right. So so he, they zeroed him out for that. Uh, 
when uh, Lee Yearwood went into that first section, mm-hmm. he started off fine, but all of a sudden he it seemed as though he got caught up in the smoke mm-hmm. and he made a major mistake mm-hmm. coming getting close to like uh, the exit of the bank. Right. And then in doing so, the judges deemed that a zero. Okay. Now going back to the Formula Drift uh, judging criteria, which they are following, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily coming up with their own judging criteria, utilizing right. U.S. Drift Circuit's criteria. They're utilizing Formula, Formula Drift mm-hmm. judging criteria. And it's stated that if both of the chase runs lead to zero, they can utilize the lead runs as a decider. Okay. And then when you play back both of the lead runs, you could definitely tell that there is a... There's, I mean, in my point of view, Billy Mitchell did a better job at the lead run compared mm. to uh, compared to Lee Yearwood. Okay, and in particular, you'll notice the 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 main difference when coming into the uh, the two inner clips, yes. whereby Billy Mitchell yep. hits the inner clips within the the marked areas, mm-hmm. unlike Lee Yearwood, who happens to kind of like swing wide. Mm-hmm. And miss those two inner clips. Yep, I remember that. And so in doing so, that's where the judges deemed the victory over to uh, Billy Mitchell. Okay, all right, that makes sense. So they basically zeroed out the chase runs and left it up to the lead runs to make. And I think that's fair. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. What do you think? No, I think that was fair too. I just think that based on the responses that that at the at the time that the the decision was made. I mean, I don't even know. Like it was, it was pretty well communicated. Well, for, we were there though with the judges, so right. I think it made more sense to us. But they got on to the to the uh, on the microphone on the mic to right. explain what happened. Kelsey did a great job of doing that, right? Mm-hmm. But I just think that people weren't necessarily receptive to the whole notion of mm-hmm. of the judges using the the formative judging criteria, right? So I just think that, in my opinion. If if you already have issues with the way how Formula Drift judges their battles, right. you're going to have issues, issues right. with how U.S. Drift Circuit and their judges are going to judge their battles. But they have to do it that way because what is this? This isn't this isn't clutch kickers. It's a pro am licensing series, right? So the the whole idea that you're going to have to utilize the Formula Drift protocols because that's what these drivers are going to have to deal with when they do get their pro prospect license or pro am license and, and they start to compete at the performance drift level. So they need that consistency. I, I mean, how did the comments go after, um, Pat good and, and Kelsey weighed in on the comments? Did they, did, did they be like, okay, that makes sense. Or are they still like, you guys are the worst judges ever. I kept on seeing the worst judges ever. Yeah. But we see that at clutch kickers too. Yeah. Well, no, uh, yeah. it's like correction. I said, uh, Chelsea instead of Kelsey. Oops, my apologies. Going back, uh, carry okay. on. Sorry. Yes. So, I, I mean, I, did you look at the comments after they replied? Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. That the majority, uh, the general consensus, they were just not happy with it. They just felt that it should have gone one more time. Okay. And yes, you could argue with that, but at the same time, you can't forget that if you could argue that they didn't do, I, they didn't right. do enough to convey the message mm-hmm. that hey, we're using Formula Drift's judging mm-hmm. criteria, right? You could argue that, but at the same time, they stated it, right? And they they right. announced the reasoning why mm-hmm. they came to the decision, right? So I just think mm-hmm. that at this point, really, there's nothing else left to argue. No, I, I thought it was 
So, like I said, we were up in the booth and we were able to hear the judges and the reasoning behind their calls. Um, I spoke to uh, Rich the Burger Burr, right, and and him and and uh, a couple other people and watching it live, they were saying the judging was pretty spot on, and I didn't really see anything to question. I guess that would be one, but when you like you said, when you say we zero out the chase runs. Billy Mitchell was on those clips better, and that was something that I saw Lee Yearwood doing quite often was going way out those two inside clips, missing them completely, right? So if you look at lead run versus lead run, even if they were almost identical on the banks, it comes down to those two inside clips, which are right in the judges' faces with the camera angle and the view. They could see exactly how close they are to those clips. It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, you know, Billy Mitchell takes the win. Right. I didn't see any. Was there any other calls that people were like really, aside from, you know, Adam having to, to battle it out, but that wasn't so much a judging call. That was more of a, um, you would, I don't know, some other call you want to call, but it wasn't according to judges. But as far as all the other calls, I think they went pretty clear. I thought they were. Uh, Paul, you, you saw top eight from to the finish, right? Yeah. Did you disagree with any of the calls? Mm. Yeah. I don't know if I disagree with any of the calls. I just... I don't think so. I don't think I disagree. I think there was a one more time that I was like, meh, I think you're just doing that because you wanted to. There was a one more time. Yeah, right? Duarte and right. um, there Savio. Were, there were a couple. Oh, yeah? Yeah, was, yeah, Duarte and Savio and who else? And then you had another one with Ryan Acevedo and Lee Yearwood. Uh, that's yes. The one, that's, that's the one I didn't think was necessary. <laughs> um, I, I think that's the one I thought wasn't, I didn't think was necessary. To watch um, it again. Yeah. Um. No, I just thought it was kind of mediocre. I didn't think the I didn't think the driving was that great. At least the tandeming was that great. Well, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying the driving was their driving was bad. I'm just saying when you watched it, there really wasn't that great of tandems. It seemed like a lot of people were on their own lines. Uh, not you know, not too many of them were you know using the same line or following the other person's line. Hmm. Uh, it looked like a lot of people are just getting through it. You know what I mean? Okay. Just completing the course. You're not. just trying to complete the course and get as close to the other car as they can. Um, hmm. The Brandon McDowell um, Ryan one looked great, so I, that was that was fine. But other than that, I really didn't have anything that really jumped out at me. Hmm. How about you, Tim? Any, anything that stood out to you? Um, I thought. Watching the top 16 unfold, um, Jay Martirano with the uh, you know, Jay the Drifter, the 13 year old kid. I thought he that first battle, even though it was a wash because they had to restart, was probably one of my favorite battles. I thought, and I forget who he was going against, I think he was going against Lee Yearwood. And that battle was really good. Jay did a great job, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still young, still has you know, still has some things to work out, and I think he missed a gear. When he was leading, and that caused him to, uh, to you know, to take the loss over Lee Yearwood. Lee Yearwood did a great job. That was I was really impressed. I think most with Lee Yearwood how he was able to handle that slow up by Jay, and be able to get right in the in the pocket. Like it didn't look like it phased him at all in the chase position. Right. So that was probably one of the highlights as far as battles that I can like think about and walk away with and say, oh wow, that was that was cool to watch. Was the Jay versus um, Lee Yearwood battle. Um, other than that, I think the the Ryan Acevedo and uh, uh, Brandon McDowell. I mean, Brandon McDowell was just he what a line he was throwing down. Right, he was doing an excellent job high on the wall. It was it was definitely looked like it was a pro. It was a pro line. It was a pro run for sure. So I'm I'm really 
seeing Brandon McDowell. So it's going to be interesting because I don't know if Brandon McDowell has ever driven Sebring. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. So it's going to be a, a different layout. Uh, so we'll see how he does with that because well, that's if he runs it because he didn't. Uh, he's not in the season pass. He's not in a season pass. Correct. Well, but uh, I think there's only what 10, 11 drivers that are in a season pass. Uh, as far as I recall, eleven. Yeah, I have a. But he finished top, and I know he wants his pro license. I I think he'll. Yeah, he has pro license. He does have pro. Oh, he, yeah. Does he have his pro license? I don't know. Well, I have to ask him. He got it in three pumps. Did he? Yeah, but he hasn't hasn't competed though. You have to get it again if you don't compete all oh, right really? well maybe yeah yeah so yeah, but anyways yeah. i don't know we'll see um but yeah but going back to what i was saying so we'll see how he does at sebring but he's i definitely see him if he completes the season finishing in the top three one thing that i, I did want to mention that stood out to me was the speed difference between billy mitchell and brad st germain yes because you remember how uh, billy mitchell struggled to follow brad mm-hmm and then when the uh, the roles reversed, you could see the just the setup was just completely just different. Right, right, Brad. This, and that's the thing that Brad's going to have to figure out with his car, whether it's trying to dial in more mechanical grip, because I think he runs like 265s or two. I don't know. He runs a, a decently wide tire in the rear. Right. He's, he's got a stroker. He's, I think he's putting around six, 650 or how something. How much horsepower he has? That's pretty I don't know. Maybe, I don't, I'm saying I don't know. Maybe he's on 285s. pretty small. Yeah. Maybe he's on 285s. I don't know. I don't remember what he's on. I, I know that um, I think he's pushing around like 650. And, you know, the car definitely has the power and he definitely has a lead foot for it because he's all full throttle. That's why he got first place on the, in qualifying. Mm-hmm. The, that full, full throttle commitment, I just over and over heard the judges talking about that. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up and not necessarily involves the, the competition is... is Mostly in regards to like the setup, uh, I did want to mention how we try to get the best angles to kind of go over everything and 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 not only give the the spectators a good viewpoint of what you know some of the key high, the key parts of the, the action, mm-hmm. but I think a main focus that we took uh, notice of is the um, is is for the judges, right in the sense that. At first, we put had a camera in the infield on one side to try to get that particular angle. But we noticed that when it came down to the inside clipping points, that uh, uh, even if you were up on the platform, that overhead uh, mm. camera point, it just was getting smoked out. You wouldn't get a clear shot mm. of how close the drivers would get into that uh, those inner clips. And uh, luckily, we were able to actually work out a way to get it from the opposite end where the star line was at. And I just, that led to a much better uh, coverage of what was uh, taking place on the, on the course. Were people complaining about the camera angles? No, no, no. I I just wanted to highlight that. Oh, right. And just mention that it's, it's, we didn't just like throw cameras wherever we could. Right. We just took the time to really kind of think about like, okay, well, how can we, make it look good mm-hmm. and cover the action, but I also at the same time benefit the judges to try to make them mm-hmm. have the the best possible angles to be able to judge accordingly. Right. Because oftentimes they will miss something or can't or the camera will miss something and then it could lead to like a major decision that right. could lead to be uh something controversial. Yeah, I mean there was several times like you Ben, you were 
over and over again running back replays or replays for the judges right, right. i remember there several times like pat was like hey can you give us a drone footage on this and then you have to you know get it ready and send it back to them um you did a great job with Thank that you. you know being able to handle that like i said this that was our first competition live stream where ben was in complete control at the helm and it was all a group effort trying to find camera angles thanks to gabby and diana running the, the camera all day long and I think well, it came you too. Great. You ran the camera for qualifying. And I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. But no, me. but what I'm saying is, it was a group effort. Right, right. And we pulled together. I think first live stream for U.S. Drift Circuit. I think went off really well. We 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 know where we lacked, and right. we know where we need to improve. But it's doing phenomenal on the um, the YouTubers. Right, he's got ten thousand views on it already. Uh, at least on the uh, on the competition uh, right. video. So that's you know what we were used to before U.S. Drift Circuit events, maybe getting like two hundred views, right? Right, give or take. Right, well, so eleven thousand. Eleven thousand views. There you go. So um, I think we did a great job, and I we got comments. I think uh, Nick Ward, Taxi Garage, reached out to us and was telling us how how good it was. Didn't I? Don't think we had any part where it was. I think maybe one time where I think that the. Um, uh, Gabby's camera kind of like pixelated out, but that yeah. Be, but other than that, like technically wise, I think it was it was great. There were there were a couple of issues, mm-hmm. and and I'll admit to it. There was um, some of them on it was out of our hands, mm-hmm. and there were some that was sort of um, just wasn't ready on on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I will say that it's getting worked on and, mm-hmm. and we're looking at kind of like we we know where we went wrong because right. one of the things that we do and it's i guess some people find it a surprise and it's just that we actually like i what i do is i rewatch the whole live stream yeah i did too like yeah. from beginning to end and just to try to like get notes as to like okay well this could have been better or this was fine this mm-hmm. is good and then uh see what we can improve upon and there's just small things here and there, like right. having a graphic displaying, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a replay right? Uh, playing as we're going back five runs back mm-hmm. because of a protest that was taking place. Yeah. So there's small things like that that I'm aware of that we need to work on. Um, and other than that, it, it, and then trying to figure out now is the challenge of trying to see... How we're gonna set up for if we do Sebring? Yeah, if we do Sebring, yeah, if we do Sebring, how we're gonna set up and where we're gonna set up? Uh, like do I know bro- which track they're doing. He's gonna do. They're doing. He's doing both. He's doing both. Yeah, the same day. Uh, well, on the holy shift, he's doing a competition on the on turn seventeen. I think is that turn seventeen? I yeah. think so. And then on the um, on the second day, the competition is gonna be on turn fourteen and fifteen. Back. Yeah, but right. on the next one, what is he gonna do? Uh, you mean one where it's just I don't know I don't know what part of the track I think you should use the the back because that's what but who knows we'll see yeah. but we we were talking about renting an RV and oh, then yeah. just said we could set up the RV right in the middle of the track or anywhere have the judges sit in the front seats put a chair in between because a lot of those RVs are big in the in the front yeah and then that way Ben can be in the back running everything and we can announce from the cameras right watching the monitors. Mm-hmm. And then put a monitor up front so the judges, and that way we're all in a drone. Guys could be right next to us on our canopy, mm-hmm. and we'd be all self sufficient. If somebody wants to get something to drink, we're into the bathroom. They'd have to go all the way across the track like they did have OSW. Yeah. Uh-huh. Remember, right? Mm-hmm. But that's a logistic thing that we're gonna that have to work. Tiny bathroom. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna. That's a logistic thing we're gonna have to work out. And I know Chris is trying to figure something out as well. So we'll see. Yeah. But like you said, if if we do it, we don't know yet. Who knows? I mean, I've heard complaints. 
Yeah, obviously, obviously several complaints. Perfect. Several complaints. Yes, mm. <laughs> several complaints. Yeah. So, but, but anyways, what can you do? Right. Um, no, but I I just want to you know thank the whole group. Everybody really. Thank the judges really came through. Yeah, Jeff Abbott. A, yeah, exactly. Jeff Abbott, Kelsey Rawlings, passionate Pat Gooden. Right. They, I think they did a great job. Yeah, I I definitely yeah I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And they were they were very. It was funny how camera shy Kelsey was. Oh, like she was like, "There's no camera on me. There's no camera." And then she would like duck down. We're like, "The camera's not on us." <laughs> she would duck down behind me and Steve, like, <laughs> so just in case she wasn't on the camera because she had to walk by us to go to mm-hmm. get a drink or anything like that. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. That was funny. Yeah, um, but I, I did want to mention it, and and I, I don't think it's get said enough that or or mention at all that really like it, it's easy to sort of uh, jump on the judges for their decision. Oh yeah. But you're not, you may not be aware of how much care and attention and thoughts and thought process they put into the decision. Right. It's not like they went and really just, I mean, sure. With some of them, it's easy. Mm-hmm. Like if they spin out, I mean, right. that's, you're it's just handing off the get the win to, to your opponent. Mm-hmm. But when you're getting to some close battles, they're really taking the time to review everything, and you saw it in the yeah. live stream itself, where they were. We replayed yep. some of the f- replays often, you know, many times over. Right, and, and that should be an indicator that hey, like these guys really care about what they decide on. It's not like they're trying to play favorites or take bribes or anything of that nature. Right. They're really adamant about um and and about what the decisions to make yeah and because lo- they know the implications right and then every time you were doing the replays you were what the replays were basically for the judges so if you saw replays over and over again on the live stream maybe some more replays than others it's because the judges were looking at it right or were you sending or were you sending them separate replays than what was on the screen no 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 okay. like you said like every replay that was played on the live stream was show was the intention was to show it to them because right. they were getting a feed of the live stream uh, to you know to mm-hmm. them directly, right? So every, every when all the things that people were watching on the live stream, mm-hmm. they were watching as well. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's good. Really, there's there's all, all of the viewpoints that people could use to sort of judge on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the same thing with the judges. The, the extra benefit, of course, the judges were there, so they had the extra angle of seeing right. the, the runs with their own eyes. Well, and so that's the thing is why I noticed the judges were watching it live first. Correct. They were using the live, um, just watching it live to make their initial judging, and then they would have you rewind it back and then analyze and see where they can slow down a nitpick. Um, it's going to be interesting how that plays in, in Sebring because what was great about OSW is that we were so high up you could look down on the action correct mm-hmm. with sebring uh, it depends i don't know well, it's gonna be really interesting because it's flat there's really not much elevation there to where we can get a, up higher and get a better it's viewpoint hard to see everything yeah because you're lin- very linear mm-hmm. so you're you're looking at everything in front of you so you can't have the depth so the the drones are going to play a key role in in sebring yeah. and shout out to fly day fpv oh my god yeah poor guy he was so burnt <laughs> yeah I, I promised him well, i'll make sure I, I have a tent i'll make sure we bring it we gotta take care of him next time so that poor guy was out. He was burned. Yeah, because he tried to set himself up under the tent for that day, but it, the tent was too far away. We couldn't plug it in. So then they had oh. to pack everything up last minute and come over to oh. the other side of the track. And then they were they didn't have time to bring the tent and everything set it up. So they basically just sat and roasted in the sun for three oh, hours. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you look like you're falling out. Me? Yeah, I am tired. Yeah, yeah. his head's blue. 
Uh, no, I'm doing that because my neck. Oh, my neck. Well, it seems like that uh, mud coffee wasn't yeah. uh, up to par. No, coffee doesn't do anything for me. Really? Yeah, it's just like a nighttime. What about that, that Banshee uh, power steering pump? Would that do something? Yeah, yeah he was shaking. Just... I mean, he was beat. That, 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 freaking... that power steering pump. Well, take, taking it out. Well, so he's not like, you know, for, to take out the power steering pump, you got to take out the whole fan assembly. You have to loosen all the pulleys, take out the whole belt. So mm-hmm. I did that a couple of times. So now I'm a pro. <laughs> So well, it's good to know. I can yeah. uh, I could swap out a thing like that, like that. Like yeah. That. Uh, just also want to give another shout out because I got word that uh, Zachary Poloff is in the chat. Oh, oh, awesome! Tight work. Good to see him. We look forward to see him soon. We're gonna see him in a couple weeks. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, how's that vet? Yes, that's what I was gonna going, bring going, up. Going, I'm so curious to see like how that vet. It looks is like he's going be. to test it tomorrow at uh, uh, Five Flags, flags right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So I just loaded it up. Well, we expect to see some videos. Well, he has a YouTube channel. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, I know he does, but I'm cool. saying he's going to, hopefully he's going <coughs> to post that up. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's. Win, lose, or draw. You got to, you know, crash or fail. You got to, you got to post it. <laughs> right. But it, it's, it's great to see the progress of that build because yeah. he got the car and we're like, okay, well, he has a good daily driver. He's mm-hmm. talked about getting a Corvette again. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm tearing it apart. I'm like, yeah. wait, what? What yeah. happened here? Yeah. And then it turns out he's renting it out for the drivers that don't have the opportunity to have a, a car to compete with mm. and now here's an opportunity he did for that really quick man yeah you know it's funny I, I watched the video where he did the startup he's sitting in a car and just like he had like the grin of like a like a like a 10 year old on christmas day like it's funny it was good so I'm I'm curious to see how that car is going to shred. It and, looks really uh, cool. Uh, Clutch Kickers Freedom Factory. Yeah. And I'm curious to see who's going to pot. Yeah, it. who's the first person to rent it? That's what I want. Somebody, to know. I think it's rented for the whole season. Really? I think so. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, that's what he was saying. That, may, that may be misinformation. I'm full of misinformation. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's fine. Santa Monica, California. <laughs> <laughs> that was your fault. That's not my fault. It was your fault. You, you screwed up the order. Where, you screwed up the order with the, where they're from where and the whole these list. People live. Come on. Oh man. Uh, he says he has some GoPros <clears throat> ready, so there you go. He'll cool. be uh, filming Sweet. Uh, some content. So be sure to check out uh, Zach's uh, YouTube channel or on. Well, it, it's either. I mean, I'm sure it's either going to be posted on the Clutch Kickers channel or mm. on the YouTube channel, or both, or both, or both. Mm. So we're looking forward to that. We're also look, again looking forward to. Oh wait, uh, Josh Stewart for round one. That's who, ah, okay. All right, who's going to be running the the car? Oh, okay, cool. Josh Stewart, good deal. So, hmm. I'm curious to see how that goes. But uh, let's go ahead and start winding down. I do again want to mention that uh, any drivers that want to get a simulated experience as to what the what to expect for round one, mm-hmm. they could go to uh, Clutch Kickers dot com and on the i think the acetyl mods page they could find the uh, the round one layout what do you think you, what do you've i been think driving. oh yeah. um well thank you paul actually what well, i did want to mention uh this uh, some of the notes i had uh it's going to be interesting going into the bank obviously yeah. it just seems like there's a little pocket as soon as you enter in like yeah. going left uh but they did mention, uh, Alec Hollandale mentioned that it, it may be one of those things where, like, you don't necessarily have to ride it all the whole mm-hmm. way, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how that goes. We still don't know the judging criteria. Mm-hmm. So, are you saying there's a pocket like you can get trapped there? 
If you go it too far out, it seems that way. It oh. seems like it sort of kind of like digs in and then and then kind of smooths out. It's hard to describe, oh. but that's sort of like the way how I kind of like interpret it. Oh. Like you could kind of like again depends on the card you have and how you have it set up, but you could go into it where like you don't necessarily um, like ride the wall right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You kind of like right up to it. Yeah. In the same sense that like on the first uh, and the clutch Secrets track, Emerald Coast Dragway, mm-hmm. you remember how like people wouldn't necessarily kind of ride the outside. They would right. kind of like push themselves out almost, to hit the outer zone, uh, the, the climpy point. Yeah, they would almost apex the, the you know, the early apex, the turn. Exactly. Uh, so I that's kind of like the same sense that I got out of that. Uh, the other interesting part that I felt is 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 going to be key is coming off the bank because when you come off the bank, the bump is serious in the game. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty serious. Now, my question is, is that how are people going to set up the cars to deal with that? Handle that. Because you obviously want it to be soft to mm-hmm. be able to absorb some of it, right? But you don't want it to be too soft mm-hmm. because. Usually, I wanted to ask you guys this. Usually, when you soften up the suspension, it gets grippier. It gets grippier. Yeah. Okay. So then, hmm, all right. So then you don't want to be too soft because then next thing you know, you'd be like a low rider or <laughs> something or a yeah. donk. I always run really soft. I've just always gotten a habit of, I mean, it just, my E30 was real soft in the rear. Right. So I've kind of used to it just to try to, because you, not it wasn't competing right and i would be driving different tracks and i just figured a softer setup would set me up just in case i'm going over a rough track or i get off course a little bit okay it's even more forgiving so i've always kind of set my car up like pretty soft so then there lies a question as to like how do how do you approach that section that outer zone section Mm -hmm. whereby you you got to ask yourself do you use the momentum that you built coming off the bank to kind of like glide you through that outer section, mm-hmm. or do you kind of try to like set yourself up early and then push out with the throttle to get yourself through that outer section? I mean, are you going over the bump um, through transition, or are you full sideways going through it? You're going, I have no you're, idea. Going, you're going sideways going through the bump. And it's, how soon is the transition after that bump? Uh, it's pretty quick. Okay. I would say. So you almost feel like you got to be like kind of letting off as you go over the bump to set yourself up for that transition right after. Possibly that's that's one way to kind of go at it. Hmm. But I have to see it. But I, then there but like I said there there lies the question like how do you approach it? Do you hmm. like again like use the momentum to kind of like have you go through the bump and then go through the outer section mm-hmm. or do you just power through to get through all of that? Right. So hmm. that's that it, I'm curious to see how that they're going to take that. And then the other major takeaway that I feel is going to be a major point of mm-hmm. contention or, or it could be a decider as to like what happens is the final, final outer section. Okay. In the sense that, remember how like in the touch and go, you would tell, I mean, you would warning people like, hey, people need to be careful right. not to follow too close because right. when the transition occurs... The person in front has a right away. Exactly. And if they, if you're in the chase position and you make contact, right? I mean, it's it's your fault. Right. You put yourself in a bad position. Correct. And so that's where I feel that that's what's going to happen again. Whereby you're going into it 
going uh, going left, okay, right from the from that infield. Mm-hmm. So you're switching. If you're chasing, I mean, if you're leading, you could do several things there to kind of throw them off. You could either ride the angle really wide, really extreme to kind of throw them off, right? Delay your trans- delay your transition. Yeah. Or you could be quick about it and then take try, off again. Try to pull away from the uh, right. So so you could be like. Heavy angle into the left, and then when you flick back shallow angle and try to use that shallow angle to pull away. So you throw them off by the slow up of the heavy angle going into that transition. But once you transition into a milder angle and then full throttle, you could pull away if the other guy's not ready for that. But mm, interesting. I haven't really seen it. So I will say I commend Zach for his layout. I will say it mm-hmm. was not an easy approach to oh. deal with. <laughs> And it took me a, a bit to uh, find my rhythm into the mm-hmm. uh, the course. Mm-hmm. And if I found it to be quite a challenge on the virtual setting, I can't imagine what's yeah. going to be in the reality setting. Yeah, so. I wonder how many cars are going to go into those little K-rails. Uh, and we're going to see what a difference it's going to be for these drivers going from Emerald Coast Dragway, driving that track over and over and over, and how dialed those drivers were. And now watching them battle, are we going to see the same? Because I mean, we saw a lot of great battles. Clutch Kickers, Elmer Coast Dragway, there were some ridiculous battles over and over again every event. Adam LC we, was really going to see that every, same. Every season, every season, he was gaining more and more traction. Yeah. So are we going to see that same performance out of all the drivers on this course? We'll see. And one key takeaway from it is how, how quickly are these drivers going to adapt to then take advantage of what they learned? Right. Because there could be drivers that struggle throughout mm-hmm. the whole weekend, and they can't get it, then they're gonna just have to wait till el- next season, or or just eliminate themselves right. because they just couldn't get a, a good handle of it. Yeah. While some other drivers could just quickly get uh, get on it mm-hmm. and just really right take you know go up the ladder. Because Emerald Coast had fun days; they're running the same layout. People had the opportunity to practice that track over and over and over again. This one, each round's gonna be different. So Indeed. I think it's I think it's a great thing. I really do. Okay. Well, that's uh gonna be it for us, actually. We are two weeks away from mm-hmm. the Clutch Kickers one hundred thousand dollar drift series season three happening at the Freedom Factory. Like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. uh folks get your tickets over at uh, I think the folk. Oh, just go to Cletus's website. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can find a Freedom Factory. Uh, get your tickets to if you want to be there in person or get your tickets if you want to check out the pay-per-view that's going to be live streamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, hotel accommodations can be found at the clutchkickers.com website or mm-hmm. if you follow the social media channels, you could uh, get information on that. Uh, and, we, if, and if you're a driver, you still have time. Right, exactly. There's still 11 spots available. Mm-hmm. We're at uh, 69 right now, mm-hmm. a, a very nice number. <laughs> and... Um, and and if you want a shot at uh, tw- I think twenty thousand dollars or twenty five thousand dollars, I don't know, yeah, a significant amount of cash, a yeah. fat check, fat check to be written out in your name. If you want mm-hmm. that opportunity, well, you 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 got it. Mm-hmm. No, this series I believe is is doing anything like this nope. in the state of Florida. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. No, this oh, series can you country. get these? Can can you get this uh, level of competition either? And the level of or the the. Price as well, right? The price we just said, yeah. yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So, uh, we won't. We will not be doing a show no. two nope. weeks from now. We nope. will instead be doing the Clutch Kickers show, if you want to call mm-hmm. it that. Yeah. 
So we'll be up in the booth, and uh, we hope uh, you enjoy this episode, and we hope you mm-hmm. enjoy the the live stream that's gonna mm-hmm. take place. Yes, and we indeed. Hope to- we hope to see you there. I'm going to go ahead and crash this program because that's it. It's gone on for too long. Yep. So We're until next time, folks, take care.